Okay, we're live. My camera is still not that great. The lighting is off, but uh, the good news is my guest looks wonderful. How are you, Anna? Good. Thank you. Thank you. Second time on the show. I haven't seen you in probably two and a half years. Kind of. You're, I think the first time you came on, you were like episode, I don't know, 20 something. And this is episode 91. Wow. So it's crazy because I've been gone for two years. Yep. Welcome back to El Paso. Thank you. (laughs) How's it been? El Paso, you know, it's like uh, Ken said on on uh, a couple of podcasts ago, I had Ken Del Valle on and he said, El Paso is a shit place to visit, but a great place to live. And I think that's a sensible analogy. That, that's, a, <laughs> that's a sensible, uh, no, it's not an analogy. What is it? Just a description. It's a, it's, it's a good description because it is a good place to live. I mean, I wish there was more trees and water. Yeah. It's hard to have it all, green. you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's not green. It's hard to have it all. I don't think Texas is really that pretty of a state, though, as a whole. I just went to Dallas, and it was, I mean, I saw a, a side of Dallas that I hadn't seen in it because it was, like, downtown. So pretty. It's yeah. so pretty, but it's hot. Yeah, it And is. it's so humid. So that's that's another thing. Like, El Paso is very hot, but it's dry heat. Do you rather have more green and be humid and sticky all the time or, <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, you know what's funny is have it I, I, I like to wear suits often and in San Antonio and in, in, in El Paso, there's only about a month where it's hard to wear a suit because it's really hot. Like when it's triple mm-hmm. digit, yeah, when it's triple digit. But in San Antonio, there was probably like four months where I was wearing polos to work. Oh. I'm like, because it just turns into a sauna under the jacket. <laughs> like yep. it's with the humidity, it makes it really difficult. Yeah. Well, I have clothes plus a chef coat. Heat yeah, and you're in the kitchen all day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. I don't like it. How's I the like how's the baking life? It's yeah, it <laughs> you burned yourself. You the the sheep pad attacked you. Yeah, a sheep pad attacked me. It hadn't happened in a while. Like in a while. I I I have multiple chef friends that have a lot of battle scars. Mm. I I always pride myself, like, I mean, I have the years, but I don't really I'm very, very clumsy outside of the kitchen (laughs) in my real life i'll just stumble with myself and yeah but in the kitchen i'm like super cautious of everything but this time i was just rushing and and how did you end up getting burned on your neck (laughs) (laughs) funny story um i was i baked cookies and i was just i just wanted to leave i wanted to leave and be with my baby and i pulled the cookies from the oven and I was holding the hot tray and I was going to place them in a rack that was in the freezer. And mind you, this is a walk-in freezer. So the freezer has like a plastic curtain. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved the curtain and I was, as I was placing the sheet tray, like on my face level, uh, one of the curtains like slide back and it pushed the sheet pan towards me. And my reaction was not the face. So, <laughs> so I I did this and the shit pen just hit like that and I, it was like half a second. Oh my but god! But it's still it's still it was bad. Thing was super hot. It looked like a, it looked like a hickey for the first week. <laughs> it did. It did. My hickey was that's like a pretty a, aggressive hickey. I don't think I've ever seen one no, that aggressive. Yeah, my students were like this, and I was like, no, 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 like it wouldn't You're be like a I'm straight, married. Like, Fuck off. Yeah, but it wouldn't be a straight line because I did have to, and my AP looked at me like. And I'm like, no, 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 like it's cookies. People are cookies. so dirty. People are so dirty. Why, why is that the first thing they assume? I always have marks on my neck from jujitsu. 
especially oh. if I'm training in the gi because mm-hmm. they grab the collar and they pull it. So there's oh. always red marks on my neck from training. And it, it's, it's just, it's like, I got sick of answering that question. Uh, and just like now when somebody's like, Oh, what happened there? I'm like your mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just done. I'm so sick of it. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Just it's like people, people are just so boring. People are so boring. They just, you know, like most people, this is why I'm so antisocial because most people, when I'm having a conversation with them, I can predict what they're about to say. And it's rare that I have a conversation with somebody where that's not the case. I I could see it. I could see it. I could see them like working up to, to make a response or a silly joke, like a very common joke. And it's like, why do you have to be so trite? Come up with something (laughs) original. You know, I think I'm, I think I'm better in Spanish though. I'm funny in Spanish. <laughs> in English. I, I get that. I get Maybe. that. Do you find that your personality shifts between yes. languages? Are you like more aggressive in one language? Uh, I'm, a, I'm a Latina. So you're just aggressive regardless. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Yeah. It, it is different. Like it is definitely different. I miss my friends from Juarez uh, just because I, I feel like I'm, genuinely me and I can be a hundred percent me without having to translate everything in my head. And I can make jokes. The humor here is not the same. So yeah, it's definitely, it, it is different. I'm different. Yeah. And I miss it, but I'm I know here. I'm different in Arabic for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm more, I guess you could say aggressive, less tolerant in Arabic. Huh. And, and it's also, like Arabic is my first language, but I came to the United States when I was about 14. And so I learned to work, to negotiate, to date, to like, to do all these things. I learned to do them in English. So I don't think I would be a successful salesman in Arabic, for example. Hmm. It, it would be, well, or at least it would probably take me like six months and then I would I'd get yeah. it. But like, geez, I took my dad to his doctor's appointment the other day. And his doctor is Middle Eastern. That's why my dad goes there because my dad doesn't speak English. Mm-hmm. And his doctor was explaining in Arabic what's going on. And I was fascinated. I was like, these are all new terms to me. Like, I don't yeah. know medical stuff in Arabic. I learned that stuff as an adult. So it was all in English. Yeah. It's kind of the same. Um, so there was one point where I was teaching a class in Juarez. And I was just struggling to find the words like, how this is this is my native language like how yeah. but it's because everything in the kitchen i learned it in in english oh yeah 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 so i, I don't know the words in spanish and they looked at me like Ay, que payasa. for like, sure and i'm like well i'm sorry but i don't i don't i learned this in english so i don't if i try to train somebody if i try to like personal training like put somebody through a workout or explain jujitsu or something in arabic forget it mm-hmm. forget it i'll just probably get mad and smack them like <laughs> just like this ain't working yeah <laughs> It's, By the way, I'm very sorry. I don't think on the last podcast mm. I laughed that hard, but people that know me know that my laugh can be so I'll I'll try my best to like get away. What do you from mean? It. It's you don't have to fake laugh. No, if, if, I, the, I don't. if there's something funny, laugh. If it's not funny, don't I laugh. Don't, but it's just very like it's <laughs> ugly and loud. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's okay. I could I could turn down your mic if it gets out of control. <laughs> <laughs> if it hurts my ears, okay. I'll either turn down your mic or I'll shut off my headphones. We'll be okay. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like, it's, it's funny what people worry about before being on camera 
or or in front of a microphone and like oh. you know like you sat down when you got here and you're like i'm a little nervous because i have no idea what i'm going to talk about i was like well that makes two of us <laughs> like, i have no idea i'm just winking it as i go i talk a lot and some people just have have what you know i guess what people would call the gift of gab and the gift of, the gift of gab which means you talk a lot i think oh. it's g-a-b i think that's the word I've never actually looked it up. I've just mm -hmm. heard people say it. <laughs> so when somebody's a good talker, they say they've got the oh. gift of gab. Oh, I can and talk. I, I'm sure. I mean, the first that's why I, I wanted to have you back on. I mean, the first <laughs> time you came on the podcast, all I knew about you is that you worked at Bellacora, which was one of my favorite bakeries. And then you uh, were on that show on Netflix on Sugar Rush. And I watched the episode. I was like, oh my God, she won. Like, badass. So I want to talk mm -hmm. to this woman. And then you came on and I think we did almost three hours. And that was, those were the only two things I knew about you. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, well, that's a fun person to talk to. Yeah. I have, I have a friend who's uh, going to start teaching at APCC this week. And she was like, what do I do? It's a six hour class. And I'm like, talk, you yeah. talk. And I'm like, but it's six hours. And I'm like, I managed just fine every uh, single day that I was teaching. I, I do talk a lot. That's interesting too. The, the, that's a good point because of your profession, you are used to instructing yeah. and explaining. And that's the most important thing for me on a podcast is, is somebody able to explain themselves. And not a lot of people have that skill because most conversation with, with between people, just regular conversation is very shallow. Yeah. It's very, how's the weekend? Oh, like, <laughs> I, I hate that question so much. I'm like, bro, the weekend was in the past. Like, let's focus on the future. So people, the, mo most conversation between people is just very shallow. What'd you have for lunch? How was the weekend? Oh my God, your dog is sick. Mine too. You know, like just silly stuff. So yeah. some of my favorite guests are surgeons because I think they're just used to, especially surgeons who train residents, I think they're used to being very detailed and very elaborate. So you can ask them a question, especially if it's a medical question or yeah. any area that they're educated on. It could be finances or, or whatever, business or working out or anything. And they'll give you a long, detailed three, four, five, ten minute response. Oh, yeah. Ask me Whereas, anything about cooking and I'll like, I'll, I'll go at it. How do I make fluffy pancakes? Fluffy pancakes. <laughs> For real? Yeah. yeah. Tell me. Oh, I've never made pancakes. You've never made pancakes. <laughs> there are a few things that I go to restaurants for. Sushi, Vietnamese food, Indian food, and pancakes. What on earth? Yeah. Actually, that's exactly what my students did today. Is that um, right? It's no joke because we have a breakfast on Friday that I had to do. So they all make the pancake batter and then they'll just cook them tomorrow. Um, it, it depends on what you're looking for. But... Um, the best recipe that you are going to find online is if you look for Japanese uh, fluffy pancakes. And basically what they do is they area the, the preparation. And the way they do that, it's they whip egg whites with sugar. That combination is called meringue when you whip egg whites with sugar. It's called what? Meringue. Meringue. Mm -hmm. And there's three kinds. There's French meringue, Italian meringue, and Swiss meringue. The okay. Swiss meringue, um, you combine sugar and egg whites. You put them in a double boiler. And you whisk it until that preparation reaches 100 degrees. Once it has reached 100 degrees, if you don't have a thermometer, you can basically stick your fingers and do this motion. And if you can't feel any of the sugar, so it's, if it's smooth, then that means it was probably 100 degrees because the sugar has already dissolved. Mm. Um, and then you just whip it. You can do it by hand. You're going to take forever. But I highly recommend either a hand blender or a stand um, 
stand, standing blender? How do you call that? A regular bl- blender. Like a, like a KitchenAid, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you have French meringue, which is just rye whites and sugar, and you just whip them. Problem with that one is that it's used for other preparations, or you have to bake it because you're not supposed to consume rye whites, right? And I didn't know that. Uh, me neither, because my mom used to fit me uh, a smoothie with a banana, a rye egg, and cinnamon. Yeah, there's a lot of people. My dad was big on My dad, when I was a kid, would tell me, if you want to be strong, you got to just crack an egg and just down it. I mean, I'm here, and I, I, I never <laughs> died or got salmonella, yeah. but you're not supposed to. Okay. Um, <laughs> and the third meringue, it's Italian meringue, which you start to whip the egg whites, and then with the sugar, you do a syrup, and you cook that to 240 degrees Fahrenheit. And then once the egg whites are whipped, you pour it while the mixture is on. And that creates an Italian meringue. So, um, because you are basically incorporating a meringue, which is basically air, because it's whipped egg whites, your batter ends up very, very fluffy. So that's like Mm. the best way to make super fluffy pancakes. But honestly, mm, if you are a little bit more simpler, just look for a buttermilk pancake recipe. What happens is that, oh, my God, I'm just going to start talking. You see? Please. Yeah, I like this. <laughs> so what happens, it's it's all chemistry, right? So um, all baked products that we're used to, most of them all have chemical leaveners, which you're going to have either baking soda or baking powder, which baking powder, it's baking soda with some acid salts. Um, baking soda, it's a base. And when you mix it with an acid, it makes a reaction, it creates Bubbles, CO2, right? And that's what makes your product rice. Baking powder, it's baking soda with acid salt, and that's why when you wet it, it starts the reaction. Mm. So that's basically pancakes. It's eggs, milk, or in fact, just a liquid. Um, Flour. A little bit of sugar. They don't even have a lot of sugar. And then if you want some vanilla and some other flavorings. But what the buttermilk does is that it's an acid that reacts way better with the baking soda and the baking powder. So as a result, you get a, like, it creates more air. It reacts better. So they are fluffier. Mm. Wow. I think I'll just go buy them. No, you know what? Baking is the one thing that's really technical in the kitchen. So all other cooking, I cook almost daily, but I I rarely bake. Cook really good. Oh, thanks. Lebanese food. Tasted it, but it looks really good. I gotta make you something. Yes, I'll make you some Lebanese food. I want that bread that has like something on top. The flatbreads with the cheese and the za'atar. You got to go to San Antonio for that. I mean, I could make it, but it's not as good. So that was the one thing that I miss about San Antonio. Two things. There was an awesome gym that I worked out at. And then there was Aladdin International Food Market. And they had a bakery in there. And yeah, the bakery was a banger. And what I like to do, because I'm a fatty, is I would wake up some days. When I plan on going there, I'd work out in the morning and I just won't eat till lunchtime. So by the time I get there, I'm just so hungry. And I'll order one of everything and just crush. Wow. Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, I love bread and cheese. That's my thing. But here in town... I mean, I haven't been there in probably two years, two and a half years, maybe. But uh, I used to really like the banana pecan pancakes at Ripe, over oh. on over on Red Road. Mm-hmm. I haven't been I there in a long time. I don't know if they're yeah. Yeah. 
in the kitchen. In the kitchen. Yeah. Well, duh. If it's your student, yeah, they're probably <laughs> yeah, they're cooking. So pastry chef, their uh, their cheesecake is the bomb. Oh, he he, he makes it. Yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, their cheesecake is good. And they used to have a cherry galette that's just out of this world. Again, I haven't been there in a while. I hope it's still good. I'm gonna go. I plan on going soon. But yeah. I'm pretty sure he's there. So pretty sure. All right. Cool. My friend Leanne is still the chef there. Uh, last I checked, she's oh. she's been the chef there for a while. She's yeah. great. She's really talented. Yeah, she's great. She she has treated my my students super awesome. He really looks up to her. So I'm like, good, good cool. job. To be a chef, you don't. It's not just. Yeah, you're very talented. So so are many other cooks. But to be a chef, I think you have to be a good leader, and you have to inspire people because respect is earned. Um, and there's a fine line between I respect you and I look up to you. So I'm going to do whatever you're telling me to do. Mm. Then well, I respect you because you're my boss, but F you. I'm, yeah. That's not respect. You know? That's intimidation. Yeah. I used to train MMA with Leanne years ago. Oh. She was, I don't know if she, I think she had a couple of cage fights. We used to train together. Wow. Yeah. So I've, I've, yeah, we've punched, punched and kicked each other. <gasps> a chef that fights. I would be. That's She's scary. an interesting girl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. I, I want to meet her now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll introduce you. Um, you know what annoys me is when people make pancakes and they tell you, oh, these are protein pancakes. I'm like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's a pancake. Like, so you put some like, protein powder in the batter. Oh, okay, I don't know what okay. they do. I've never made protein pancakes. You know what? But I. <laughs> When I was pregnant, I had to buy a mix of pro like it was just to make protein pancakes because I make them from scratch. My pancakes and my waffles are always from scratch, but those ones I had to buy them because I could not eat anything. Like I could not eat chicken, beef, eggs. I love eggs. If I could, I would have eggs for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but I could not touch them. I cannot see him. I you cannot have an egg smell. allergy or something? No, no. I, I was I was pregnant. So oh, I was, oh, yeah. Oh. So I was just very worried that I was not consuming proteins. Uh-huh. Um, and then if I started to eat a bunch of nuts and seeds, I just break out super bad. So Man. yeah. So that's, that's rough working in the kitchen with all the, with all those side effects. I you know what? Sorry, this is kind of falling. That's um, fine. You can you can probably shrink it a little bit. Um, yeah. yeah, up top, just, yeah, there, there you go. Because uh, Chris was in here and his big ass head probably stretched <laughs> it out. I, um, <laughs> I, I didn't know I was pregnant until I think it was seven weeks. Like, so almost like two months. Uh-huh. I, I didn't even know. And I started realizing and wondering because I love meat. I love, I'm, I love meat. You're a meatitarian. Yes. And I've I've never been repulsed to like touching it raw or prepping it or killing a lobster or fabricating a chicken, a bunny, whatever the case it is. I've never had a problem with it. And one time at EPCC, we were going to have um. They're still falling. They're going. Oh man! <laughs> My tiny head. Try with the right side. Squeeze it a little bit. Is uh, that better? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes um, I have to move them forward like this because yeah. if I, if they're too far back, they'll slip off. So I got to move them forward a little bit. If you shave your head, they'll probably, <laughs> they'll, you'll have better friction. Right? <laughs> oh, I, I did it. Like I almost did it with this part of my head. Oh man. Uh, I'm glad sore. you didn't. 
Britney no, Spears, it, calm down. It was up to here though, and I okay. still was crying, but that's fine. <laughs> so I was telling you that I I didn't I didn't know, and I was like, what is happening to me? Because at EPCC we were uh, we were gonna have an event, so we had two full carts of um of ribs, and they were rubbed with like ancho chili powder and um it was it was a mixture and i i made them like i prepared them i put them and i was gonna, i had to throw them in the smoker and when i opened the fridge and all the smell from the they were not cooked yet mm. i had to close it back and i was like i'm pregnant no i mean <laughs> that's not the first thing i thought but i was like honestly Honestly, I thought, like, do I have COVID? Because mm. that's weird. Because at that point, I've never had it. So I was like, I don't know. I don't know how it feels. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Um, I didn't pay attention. And then, yeah, I had terrible pains. And honestly, I just took a test because I was going to go drink wine with a friend. <laughs> and I know she drinks a lot. Um, and I wanted to drink a lot. And I was going to go to a vineyard the next day. And I was like, I mean, let's just, let's just see. And then one came back positive and I'm like, it's gotta be something wrong. This is not, this is not it. And then another one positive and my, my sister's a doctor and I sent her a picture and like, Hey, um, by the way, they were like Dollar Tree tests. So I was like, it's mm. wrong. Like they don't work. <laughs> right. And I'm like, what's the, like, what's the possibility of getting to, False positives. She's like, none. You're like, <laughs> and for those to work, you're like super pregnant. I'm like, super screw me. I, I don't know what super pregnant means. Oh, you didn't want to have a baby? I I did, but not at that moment. Okay. I was very happy with my business. Uh, I was super happy with my business. The ice cream business? Yeah. I missed that. That was some good ice cream. I know. You made my my favorite. I tried a bunch of them, but the one I re the one I remember is the it had pistachios and rose water syrup because it, because it hit home like yeah. it was very Middle Eastern the 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 flavor profile, the rose water syrup that's uniquely Middle Eastern. Yeah. It's in all of our desserts and baklava. And it and was one of my best sellers. And it was stretchy. Oh, so good. I love stretchy ice cream. So oh, good. I've seen videos now. I have. To, I really have to have. Do they have any in New York? I've never been to New York. I don't know. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna go in a month. I'm so okay. I'm so excited for the food. I I mean from everything that I've that I hear and see, New York is supposed to be a bomb place if you want to go <laughs> grub. I'm nervous. I'm nervous because I'm taking a toddler, but I hope I can ah. eat. See, my husband is like museums and walks and pretty, and I'm like, I just want to eat. Yeah. I just eat everything. <laughs> I want to go to bakeries. Yeah, me and too. Places and Vacation for me really revolves around food unless I'm going with some activity in mind. Like if I'm going to Vegas to play in a big poker tournament, yeah. then that's what I'm going to do. But anytime I go, I mean, that's, that's why I don't really like vacations. I don't like trips. Cause I'm like, what the hell are you doing? If it's not a hunting trip or something like that, what am I, what do you do when you get there? Like I couldn't give a damn about checking out some sculpture or some, some tourist attraction or oh my god you know queen elizabeth walked over here <laughs> uh, hundreds of years who gives a damn like i just don't uh, care or that's the uh, bridge under which john f kennedy was assassinated i'm like well he's dead uh, like what do you want me to do you like i just to me that stuff just does not 
does not do anything for me. There are a handful of destinations around the world that I want to go to. One that I've been really interested in lately is Alcatraz. I really want to go to Alcatraz. What? For for what? What's the, what's there besides the prison? Well, that's just it. I want to go check out the prison, a prison that was built in the middle of the ocean. I mean, I want to go see that. You know, I think so that would be cool. They give tours? Oh, yeah. It's a tourist place. What? Yeah. They even years ago, they had a game show over there where like they put people in the cells and they had to do like, I've never done escape rooms, but it's kind of like escape yeah, yeah. rooms. Mm -hmm. They have to solve some kind of thing or it was either a physical task or like a, what? like a, like a puzzle they had to solve to escape the room and then they'd win money or something. I don't know, but yeah. So I want to go check that out. That would be cool. I think uh, the Great Pyramid of Giza would be would be a nice okay. sight to see. There's a handful of places around the world. I want to go to Thailand to train kickboxing, oh, I and I want to go ride elephants and eat some Thai food. That would be cool. Yeah, that's that's probably my number one. Yeah, Thailand. Thailand. Mm -hmm. But they told me don't go with a toddler, and I'm like, oh. yeah, they might kidnap him and sell his <laughs> organs. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Thailand's kind of a gangster ass place. Yeah. Uh, Bangkok especially is, is, is partic they particularly they told me don't go to New York with a toddler. Like we, we asked people that have trouble because we wanted to go to Paris. Okay. Um, cause we loved it, but we fear out for, for, for us being over there a week, it was not going to be the jet lag and everything was not going to be worth it for a week. Right. Cause we, can suck it up, right? Yeah. The baby's not. The baby's right. going to have all his schedule messed up. So we were asking people, where should we go? Because I can go to Thailand, which was my number one. And then they told us, don't go. Basically, don't go overseas. And I'm like, well, where, where am I going to go? It's hard with a toddler. Mm -hmm. That that flight is so long. I can't even imagine. Oof. So we were between Seattle and Vancouver. New York. Um, oh, wow. That was about it. And everybody, like, absolutely everyone told us, Seattle first, do not go to New York with Tyler. And we were like, okay, New York. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I would have chosen Seattle just because there's a direct flight from El Paso. That, true. That'd be, that'd that's be the very only true. reason. Because I hate public transportation with all my heart. So you don't, you, you don't hop on metros? I don't even know what that is. I don't think I've ever been on one. There's no metros in El Paso. There weren't any in Dubai at the time. I mean, yeah, I left when I was barely a teenager, so my parents took took me everywhere. Yeah. We, I, I, I used to take taxi rides in, in the UAE, yeah, no, but no, I've never been on a metro. You're like, no, I would. The one thing that I'm tempted to do is to take a train in Europe and go from one side to, to yes. the other. But I would rather rent a car and drive so I can actually check out the countryside and take back roads and stop at little local cafes and things I mean, like yeah, that. You, you can't have, do that if you're on a train. If you have all the time in the world and your vacation, it's like a month or two months, then yeah. But if you're like, when, when I, I've been four times overseas, five, five with Germany, um, which... I didn't get to see much because I was basically working, but the Metro is awesome. Yeah. I, I, I wish. Not in New York. I know. I'm, I'm like people get mugged and beaten. <laughs> oh, and it's that's, all, it's, that's absolutely every Metro, oof. every 
Everywhere? damn city I've been really? to. Yeah. <laughs> in Spain, they tried to rob my dad. Oh, my God. We almost got into a fight. Oh, no. In uh, Paris, smells like pee everywhere. <clears throat> the the metro. Paris is filthy. Uh, yeah. It's beautiful, but filthy at the same yeah. time. Um, Jeez. Belgium. It smelled like pee, too. Oh, my God. Um, What is that? Is that homeless people peeing on the... On, yeah. on the ride over. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I hate public transportation. I, I hate I of all the that. things that wealthy people do. The one thing, let's say, all of a sudden, I have five hundred million dollars. I really don't think I'd buy a yacht. I mean, at some point, you got to just buy shit just because you have so much money, right? <laughs> but I, but I wouldn't be interested in buying one. Maybe I'd buy it just because I have money. But the thing that I would be interested in having is a plane, just because I want to avoid walking through an airport, going through yeah. security, dropping off my bag waiting at the gate. Even I don't care if it's first class. It's still a filthy airplane. You're boarding, you're unboarding, you're you're waiting oh, for, I, your, for your I've luggage. I hate all you. of it. I hate all of it. I hate every part of traveling. I hate airports. I, love I hate the shitty food and the terrible customer service and the overpriced items. Oh, yeah, I hate every part of being in an airport. I hate all of it. I love I love it. Not the, not, <laughs> not the shitty food part. And uh, it is it is very expensive to yes. eat inside of a I and I'm and here's I'm, the thing. Here, here's but this I love is, traveling. I guess maybe I'm too principled because most of the time that I travel, I'm traveling for work. Like I was just in New Jersey. Yes. It was a work trip. That's I've been to it. whatever, Orlando, Miami, Phoenix, like all it's all it's always a work trip. And so my food and beverage is covered when I'm traveling by the company. Oh. And I still hate paying those <laughs> prices. I'm like, no, because yeah. I'm getting raped and I don't like rape. So yeah. <laughs> like this is this sucks. Yeah, it is. I don't like it this. does get very expensive. For I sure. Just, I just went to Phoenix and it was like nine dollars for a damn egg sandwich. And I'm like, what? Oh my God. Yeah. Still got it, but <laughs> I was hungry. But you have yeah. to. You have to. If the layover is like three hours and then the plane yeah. gets delayed and it's another oh, two yeah. hours, that's another thing. Flight delays just make me wanna I've never I, I've seriously I've been in places where I've considered getting out of the airport, renting a car and driving the rest of the way. I'm like I'm not waiting on that stupid plane, <laughs> you know, but I'm like, Oh damn, they have my luggage. <laughs> like I have to right. wait. No, uh, I love, I missed it so much. So actually because of COVID, I did not put a food on a plane since I recorded this, the Netflix, the sugar rush from, yeah? from March, 2020, which was like the first week of March, the first week of March, 2020, all the way to June 2023. I had enough light. I wish that was me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the epitome of there's no place like home. I want to be in my bed every night. I don't want to go anywhere. I know. I love it. Uh, I love hotels. If it's oh if god, it's, I love hotels. I love traveling. Everybody's got a thing. I no. I love waking up at 4 a.m. for traveling, Ugh. not for going to work or workout, but traveling. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be there like 4 a.m. sharp. Wow. I love traveling. When you were in Paris, is that when you had, uh, I think you took a class with Cédric Grollet? Cédric Grollet? No, 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 no. That was in Mexico City. Oh, really? Yeah. That guy's amazing. It's a, I follow amazing. him on Instagram. Wow. Him and His videos are so cool. I want to eat everything Maori. he makes. They were both there, Amari Guichon and Cedric Rollet. I'm gonna. I don't know who the other one is, but I'm gonna pull up. Cedric you know who right Amari, so the one that him. makes the chocolate sculptures. 
the crazy chocolate sculptures. I've never seen that. I'll have to. I'll have to look her up no. right now. Yeah, give me a second. Him. him. I'll have to look him up right now. Oh, he's gonna so, blow your brains. So this he is, is gonna blow your brains. Uh, Marty is like super, super amazing, and I was lucky enough that they both were there and at that convention that I traveled to. Uh -huh. Um, took the classes that they taught, and then said that actually. Was it him? Yes, he put me on stage because in front of me, he was speaking French. And in front of me was another uh, famous chef from Mexico that actually speaks French. Uh -huh. So uh, all the people had translators. And the chef that was in front of me, he was translating like real life, real time. So he said something about, if you'd like to come up off the stage, raise your hand. And before it was translated, I already had my hand up. So he's like, oh, come, come on up. And I was like, nice. oh, my God. It's freaking out. And I got to eat his pastries and help him a little bit yeah. with whatever he was doing. And he was. Was yeah. it all pretty bomb? Yeah. Let's let's watch this video. I'm going to play this for people can see it. This one here. This one's really cool. <sighs> yeah, the guy is super talented, no doubt. I can feel I love guy. his videos. You could tell he's so into it. Yeah. Like, look at how focused he is. It's insane. He's like a surgeon. Look at his face. Look at his. Look at that vein mm -hmm. in his forehead. <laughs> he's so concentrated. It's crazy. He looks short. Hey, he's super short. <laughs> is he really? Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't matter when you can it doesn't cook matter. that good. Mm -hmm. uh, I bet the ladies are lining up. And then there was an after party, and we got to like meet him again and take pictures. Yeah. And say hi yeah it was pretty awesome he loads those things up with fruit Look at that. oh, yeah. that's a lot of berries what are those white ones what kind of berries that? That, there's white strawberries yeah seriously yeah wow i'm so uneducated on fruit <laughs> <laughs> oh you don't eat fruit that's why i don't like fruit i know yeah, i really don't you suck i love <laughs> i like meat and rice now look for a marty we show him so I, you can you marty can what a maori a maori a -M isn't that a girl's name no I don't know. He's French too, so. Guichon. First dude. He, oh. Where'd he go? What? He was there a second ago. Where'd he go? Oh, it's because it's A M. The the search function on uh, on um, Instagram sucks. A M A. Uh -huh. A M A. Mm -hmm. Guichon. Oh, there we go. Amari Guichon. Okay. Let me pull this up so people can it? see. Like, Guichon. Guichon. I'm very like Spanish. Well, in French, you don't pronounce Look the last letter. Look at the chocolate so. sculptures he does. Let's see, what Look at that. Let's see what this guy's making. No, he's like check that out. out of this <clears throat> freaking world. People Is always, that an edible teddy bear? Yes, it's all chocolate. Get out of here. It's oh, these are chocolate. all food? It's all chocolate. Oh, my God. That that looks like crystal? Whoa. That's, that's sugar. Does he show himself making it? Oh, yes. yeah, he does. Whoa. He shows all the process, everything. Like I, I'm not kidding. I could be like at bed just watching videos of this dude doing all his sculptures. That's super cool. And he uses like sometimes it's sometimes it's like very like molds. Sometimes he 3D prints his oh molds, but God. sometimes it's just like a balloon. That's nuts. But how do you cut into that? The balloon will pop, and then you you'll eat plastic and die like those turtles that swallow plastic. <laughs> Some of the stuff ends up being impractical, but damn, it's cool. It's so cool. I can see. Oh my god! So like is that? Forever. I assume that's some kind of edible spray paint. What what he's spraying? It's them cocoa with? butter. Mm -hmm. Cocoa butter. Cocoa butter. Mm -hmm. And is then that, you can you can add colors. Isn't that what people put on their skin? 
cocoa butter? Mm. I thought that was a lotion. That's food? <laughs> <laughs> it's... Uh, That's whatever's so cool. Whatever's food grade, they use it That's for crazy. food. And whatever's cosmetic grade, they'll use wow. it for cosmetics. Yeah. yeah he's a, look at the giraffe. I'm, he's so amazing. The giraffe, the leopard. That's crazy. Yeah. Orangutan. He has, he has a show on Netflix, too. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he's That's pretty cool. cool. So, okay, I want to give you my, my cake recipe here in a second. Because I make cake. I only make one kind of cake. Okay. So I'm just going to tell you what it is. All right. You tell me. It's it's a plain cake. Like it's basically a sweet bread. All right. Okay. So this is the portion. Five eggs. You whisk them. And then you add just a tiny bit of salt, like half a teaspoon. Mm -hmm. Lemon extract, vanilla extract, a little touch of whiskey, and then citrus zest, lemon and orange zest. 1.5 cups of sugar, one cup of oil, one cup of milk, 2.5 cups of flour, a tiny spoon, like a teaspoon of baking powder, and then you bake it for one hour at 375 degrees. And it comes with chocolate chips in them. That's the only cake I've ever made. And it's what, the only one. Uh, what kind uh, of it's, fat does it use? Fat. Like butter or oil or no, no fat? No, nothing. Just oh. the whole recipe. Oil. Yeah, I put yeah. a cup of uh, canola oil. Try it with olive oil. Really? Mm-hmm. But like extra virgin olive oil. Yeah. It's, I. I make one that's called olive oil cake and the whole intention is that really? it actually tastes like olive oil and it tastes so good with cream and strawberries, but of course you don't need strawberries. So I don't know what to tell you now. <laughs> <laughs> I eat strawberries. It's not like I'm anti-fruit. It's just never on my mind that I want to eat a piece of fruit. But like I eat fruit every now and then if it's offered to me and it's cut up and like a fruit cup at Chick-fil-A, you know, like I'll eat one of those. How am I going to do so my baby doesn't turn into someone like that. I've been this way my whole life. My parents tried. I mean, fruits in Lebanon are a big thing. So even at, at like, what? like, yeah, like in most cases, after you're finished with lunch, whether if you're at somebody's house or whatever, people just put out a bowl of fruit and that's dessert basically. Yeah. And I just never touched it. I used to eat some cherries when I was a kid. That was about it. In Lebanon, near our house, our house was basically surrounded by these giant fig trees. Oh, my God. Huge fig trees. And I would spend the summer picking figs. I'd just be climbing up the trees all day, carrying buckets of figs back to my mom, and she would make jam. Wow. I've picked thousands of figs in my life. Never I've never it. tasted a fig. <gasps> Not once. And, I mean, they're huge, and there's nectar wow. oozing out of the yeah, top. Yeah. and Like, mm -hmm. huge figs. I've never tried one. I, it's it's mushy. I don't eat mushy things. Oh, it's got to be yeah. crunchy. Like if I eat a, a nectarine, I, I like it when it's still not fully ripe. Yeah. It's got to be crunchy and a little sour. I'm like that with bananas. I can't. I can't. Oh, yeah. Them. It's got to be a little bit green still. Like like just barely. Barely. I won't eat a very ripe banana. The other ones, I'll either put them in a smoothie or make bread with it, but don't eat it just like that. Or pancakes. I I, I mash the bananas and then I, I add them to the pancake batter. Do you make apple pie? Yes. Have you heard the saying as American as apple pie? It's it's utter nonsense. <laughs> right? Because, well, because it turns don't out. Americans don't really have that much food that they're well, theirs besides apple pie and barbecue. Like Very true. Like Steaks. traditional, real American barbecue. And I'm not talking sauces. I'm talking like <laughs> the cooking process of barbecuing 
thing. I think steaks is an American thing. I don't know its origin, but it seems like an American, uh, like a cowboy thing. And I think steaks are for people who don't know how to cook. That's I'm, I'm, <laughs> I think steak is the most overrated see, food on the planet. But it's because I'm Mexican and we love carne asada. I'm Mexican. Well, that's and fine. But is that a steak? It's literally just you get together with family and you put steaks on the grill and you drink cerveza and you have guacamole and chips and other stuff and salsa has to be salsa and tortillas. Sure. But I it's love like, salsa. it's, it's like a, how I call it. Yeah. Like, like Americans do get together and do barbecues, which is not, it gets me mad because it's not, it's not barbecuing what they do. They just get together for a cookout, uh-huh. but most of them are not even barbecuing. They're grilling. That's awesome. Don't call it barbecue. It's not a, if you're not freaking smoking something, it's not a barbecue. It's not a barbecue. It's a grill. It's a grill. Yeah, you're yeah, grilling yeah. things, which yeah, I agree. Good. That's a misused word. Yeah, yeah exactly. For sure. mm-hmm. But just like they get together for that, like Mexicans get together for carne asada. Well, and what's funny is when Americans do that, all the sides are Mexican sides. They have chips and salsa. They have chips and queso. <laughs> they have guacamole. Right? So they're drinking Coronas or just Bud Light, but nobody drinks Bud point. Light anymore. But no, my point is. Why? Oh, because of the commercial with the with the transvestite, people stopped drinking Bud Light. You didn't hear about that? No. So they so Bud Light recruited some tranny, uh, Dylan Mulvaney, I think is her name, his name or her name, I don't know, and uh, and people just were like, "Fuck Bud Light, we're not drinking Bud Light anymore." Oh my God. So Bud Light has lost. I, I I thought it was billions, but then I read it was like five hundred million. I don't know. They've lost some crazy amount of money in sales. Because of uh, because be that crazy. commercial, people p- p- pissed people off. But you know, there's yeah. a saying: when something is really American, they say it's American as apple pie. So I looked into it. It turns out neither the apple nor <laughs> the pie is American in origin. It actually started in China because apples oh. are not even native to America. In fact, the Europeans were making apple pies before Americans were. Of course, everything everything that we know pastry wise comes from over there. From Europe? Yeah. Even like Europe Mexican. is great with pastries. Oh, yeah. Guess what I was doing when I was over there? <laughs> Stuffing my face with it. But yeah, like even, even um, we proud ourselves as Mexicans that, and, and it's true, like we have one of the most um, varied br- sweet breads. Like you go to a, a Mexican bakery and there's like, 30 types of different breads, which is amazing. And we pride ourselves on that, but you, you do have to understand that that comes from from the French, from the French and the Italian. A lot of French influence in American cooking, especially in Louisiana. Like oh, that, yeah. That Louisiana, mm-hmm. that Southern cooking, that yeah. Creole. And, and we just take it. I think, I think and, and I think that happens with every single country. You guys, you take, you take things and then you make them your own. For sure. You put a little twist on it. Like, for example, we made 30 breads out of one single dough mm. makes it you know what like that's that's something very interesting i i used to teach mexican breads and pastries and my students were always like what because mexicans are super smart and they know how to work better not harder so from one you're very patriotic <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It's because they make one dough and from that one is the same dough. And uh-huh. then, but if you add a little bit of cinnamon, then it's called this and you make this five shapes. And then if you add a little bit more. Like chicharrones? Sh- 
Isn't that what? No, 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 no. Those Bunch are the pork skins. Yes. No, I'm thinking of this the sticks with the cinnamon. They're star shaped. What are those called? Oh. You know, I'm talking about like the sticks. They're always no. at Mexican bakeries. Churros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Churros. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah, actually never had that's, one. that is actually a French pastry. <clears throat> really? Yeah, it's patty shoe. Huh. That's, that's exactly what it's called, or, or eclair paste. Okay. It's the same. It's the same dough that you use for eclairs. It's the same dough that you use for cream puffs. Ah. And for proof fruit puffs or profiteroles. It's the same dough. But they used fried. to. Have, I haven't been there in a while, but they used to have a cream puff at Bella Cora. Oh. Was a motherfucker. I know. It was one of my favorites. It's the most simple thing. Damn, that thing, thing was good. But I loved it. Yeah. I, I just, miss, I, 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 I haven't been there in a while because the last, like when I was living in San Antonio, I would come to town every now and then to visit. And I went there one time. I don't know if the West Side location was struggling or what, but I went there one time. They had no croissants. And then I went there once. And you know, like croissants are my favorite thing in yeah. the world. And then I went there one time and they only had like three things in there. There was no lime bar. There was no, they only had like four flavors of macarons. I was like, no, it was early on a, on a Friday or Saturday. I've been there at different times. And they're like, well, if you call ahead, we'll make you fresh croissants and that kind of thing. I'm like, hmm. Like, so I just, I'm like, well, you know, I keep coming here getting disappointed. So I I still have friends that work there, but I just, I haven't, I haven't been in a while because also they kept, they kept their COVID hours of operation, which is like eight to five. And I'm like, everybody, we're all working. We're all working at that point. And then Saturdays, they close early too. So I'm yeah. like, try, what are you trying? Like, not, not, not very good for business. Yeah. It bothers me when businesses close for lunch. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I'm like, have you ever heard yeah. of a staggered lunch? Yeah. You half your staff goes on lunch from 1130 to 1230 and the other half 1230 to 130 or something like that. I mean, it's not that difficult. Like, why would you shut yeah. down? For like that that's when a lot of people I have the flexibility with my job to get around and run certain errands during the day if I need to stop by the bank yeah. or something. So but but most people, people with office jobs can't do that. So on the lunch hour, they're like, Oh, I gotta go to the bank and do this or do that, go to pick up the dry cleaning, whatever. And then you close for for the lunch hour and people are like, Well, what the mm-hmm. hell? I can't do it now. Yeah. Well, this is the first time in my life that I actually have lunch time. It's not a lot. But it's the first time in my working life that I have a an actual time that I'm supposed to sit down and eat food. And how is it? I eat while I work. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I can't. Would I you can't. rather take a lunch break or work through it and go work home an hour it. early? Work I'm the it. same way. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a, anyhow, I'm I'm used to that. Mm-hmm. And in the kitchen, uh whenever it's like cooking days, cooking all day, I don't even get hungry. I mean, I do, but I'm tasting little bits here sure, and there. Sure, you're snacking, I'm so sure, all day, yeah. I'm not even, I'd rather just go home. You know, one of the most impressive things I've ever learned on this podcast is that you have an Olympic gold medal. Yeah. And you told me that the last time you were here, and I, it didn't <laughs> blew my mind. I was like, what? I had no idea. So, but... I asked you if you could bring it and you said oh. that you don't have it. Like where? No, no, no. So, so in the culinary Olympics, there's multiple competitions that you can do. You can go as a national team, as a youth national team, or as a military team. And those are like the cooking competitions, meaning that it's, um, they're cooking right then and then and serving to guests. The rest of the competitions are um, 
exhibit kind. So it's called, it could be like fruit carvings or butter carvings or chocolate sculptures, sugar sculptures, um, just any type of sugar work. Or it could be hot food presented cold or cold food presented cold, which is something super extremely weird mm. that I'm pretty sure nobody outside the culinary world knows about. But it's basically making food and then dipping into dipping it into gelatin to create a very thin layer, so it's going to be basically preserved for hours. That it's that's called cold food. Yeah, hot food presented cold or cold food presented cold, and you just dip everything in gelatin. Hot and food cold or cold food cold. Yeah, but basically you you dip it in in gelatin. Interesting. And it stays it stays fresh or it's supposed to stay looking fresh for hours and they'll judge you on how fresh it looks like in eight hours after you presented it. So, okay. Sorry, go ahead. I, I was, I was jumping ahead. I had a, so we, my team and I, well, it was chef's team and I was part of his team. We were, it was four of us, but three of us that, um, basically put our hands on the plates that were presented. I was in charge of the dessert. Okay. So the metal, it's, it's, how do you say it's, it's, it's for the team. Yeah. It's for the uh, team. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's being held somewhere. Hell in like Cause they were basically our sponsors. We were working gotcha. there at the time. And honestly, um, Mr. Jerry Rubin, who was the CEO at that point, um, and then he passed it down to, I don't think it was his son, um, it was someone else. But at that point, he would always like support our competitions. So he's like, he was our sponsor. So the company got to keep the medal. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I was wondering about that. Now, did the company pay taxes on that medal or did you have to? Because you know, you got to pay taxes on the gold medals that you get, you get from the Olympics. Really? Yeah. It's, it's the biggest bullshit I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Well, it's it has monetary value, right? Because it's gold. Yeah. So if if you are given a gift, I could be wrong about this, but I believe if you're given a gift that's worth over six hundred dollars, mm -hmm. you're supposed to pay taxes on it. So from what I've heard, Olympians have to pay taxes on their gold medal. <laughs> like get out of here! But with don't that bullshit. don't the this is probably a misconception that I have, but don't they like the countries are supposed to pay them if you get a medal? They I don't give know. You some kind of money? Yeah, I don't know. Did That's you... not Mexico because Mexico sucks. And I'm not for <laughs> sports, like for um no for real, like for supporting people that go and compete for sports. Mexico sucks. They have like athletes have to go and literally beg people for money or sell things, or themselves, to actually have funds to go to competitions such as, like, Olympic Olympics. competitions, yes. And they don't get paid anything. Even if you win a gold no. medal, I think you get $10,000, which is nothing. And then what makes me super mad is that if they win, then Mexico is like, he's mixed. Oh, yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. Like, you didn't give me any money to yeah. come here. It was, it was all, like people that put money together and or, or me or my parents or my family that, that brought me here. Same with the Cubans with their boxing team and the wrestling team. Amazing boxers and wrestlers come out of Cuba, but I don't think they don't have any support. 
a lot of them, their post-workout, Yuval Romero, former UFC fighter, was talking about this on the Joe Rogan podcast. He said their post-workout, like over here, people take protein shakes and creatine and all this stuff. He goes, it's water and sugar. That's their post-workout. That's all they have. Wow. There's something to be said, though, about maybe that makes better fighters. Maybe hmm. for fighters specifically, mm -hmm. that makes better fighters. Because they, it's so tough. They grow up so poor and so tough yeah. that they make better fighters. Like Jose Aldo, who was undefeated in the UFC for 10 years. He's from Brazil. And uh, he was dead broke. He used to sleep on the mats in the gym where he trained. And he went on an undefeated streak for 10 years, which is incredible. I don't know if anybody else has ever done something like that. And he came up super tough. And you see a lot of fighters who they come up poor and they're absolute killers. And then when they get that multi-million dollar paycheck – then they start getting a little fat. They show up the next fight. They're not as ready. They're not as yeah. fast. Their technique is not as sharp. And they get their ass kicked. The one thing I've always admired about somebody like Floyd Mayweather Jr., Money Mayweather, is that in spite of all the money and the fame and the wealth, just, just preposterous wealth, I mean, his spending habits are crazy. He always trained like he was poor and he always showed up ready. There's never a fight in, what, three decades? How long has he been fighting? Where wow. he showed up unprepared. Is incredible. His mindset's amazing. So, but I wanted to ask you, how do you get into the culinary Olympics? And like, what, what was the process like? The signing up, the competition, what country was it in? So I'm a little bit unfamiliar, but I do know that um, you can basically register your national team um, and I know this because of the Mexican national team, not right because of the American one and because of the military American one, which is the one that um, we shared hotels with him, with them. And we were basically helping each other out on, oh, my God, I don't have this ingredient or, oh, my God, I have to make this cracker again and whatever the case. Um, so we were like one on one with the American military team, professional one, because it could be youth as well. So I think you just, honestly, it's like an open, it's like an open type of deal. You can register your national team, your youth or your military. But as far as the um, individual competitions or in the in regional team competitions, because on that one, um, there was also the Texas region competition competitors that went all together. Um, I think you can just literally register yourself. It is, it is tough though. It is, it is one of the toughest thing I've, things I've ever done. I would imagine. Um, it was a lot of hours. It was a lot of angry chef throwing things at me. It was a lot of. <laughs> really? Yeah. I that's, probably. I, that's unsafe. <laughs> <laughs> name. Um, I probably did about 25 different desserts and then he wow. picked one. But when I say like 25 different desserts, I mean like I poured my whole whole creativity in myself into one dish and like thinking about it, dreaming about it, having a paper and like drawing it. And, and the thing with those type of competitions that we were doing, it's not just that it needs to look great. It needs to last. So, okay. Right. It looks great and it looks edible because that's, that's the main thing that needs to happen you 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 have to use 90% edible things or depending on the, the type of competition and all the instructions were, which was like a massive book this thick about all the 
And we sat down and like went through them because I think that's another reason why we got a gold medal because we were like, check, it's this, check, is this, check. It, mm. Like some of the uh, requirements were it needs to look edible and restaurant style. So a lot of the competitors that I was seeing that got probably like bronze, because when you are with national teams, you compete against the other nations. But when you're individual or with your team, you compete on a, a point base, like a scale. So if you get, you know, like it's points. So if you get above 95 points, then you get a gold medal. If you get, I don't know if the exact math or science behind that but basically it's a point system you get so much points then you get a gold medal if you have so much points then you get a silver if you get so much points you get a bronze if you get below that you just get a certificate of thank you for participating so i think one of the reasons why we scored so high is because we really read the um, i'm going to call it script the script of the category that we chose to compete in um, and it did say needs to look edible, presentable, and restaurant style. So a lot of the times or seeing other competitors that scored lower, their food looked, I think, to me, way better. Mm. But it didn't look as something you would order in a restaurant. It looked like too complicated. I'm going to put it like that, too complicated. Okay. Because there's different, and there's times for that. There's other um, categories of competitions in which your food needs to look like that. It needs to defy, because it'll say it like, needs to defy gravity, needs to. Defy gravity? How can food yeah. defy gravity? Oh, <laughs> what oh does that you, even need mean? To, you need to see the sculptures. Yeah. You've never seen, so I'm, I'm addicted to cooking competitions. I just love seeing people both fail and succeed. Um, I'm super glad that I didn't get to see myself fail on this screen. Yeah. Um, but at some point I was, like when my meringues were cracking and I was like, and I, I was there, so I know I was like massively failing at some point. Um, but I just love that adrenaline, from, like me to feel it, but to see it as well. So there's a lot of cook, uh, baking competitions and when they have to make um, sugar sculptures. It's just cooked sugar. And you use it kind of like, how Mari was doing the chocolate, but instead of chocolate, which is a more stir sturdier and you have more of a, mm, it's a little bit more malleable than cooked sugar. When they do sugar sculptures, one of the requirements always it's defy gravity, make it look like it's defying gravity. And honestly, sometimes I'm there with like chefs, that have 30 years of experience and I see their whole sculpture shattering and I'm like, oh, oh man. Yeah. Whoa. I love cooking competitions. I just, <laughs> I love them. I love a good rush. So did you get any, uh, did you get a, a paycheck for winning gold or how, how does that work? Did you have to split the check with your teammates? No, we, we didn't. We just won the medal. Did you not get paid anything for winning Olympic gold? I mean, my whole trip to Germany was paid for. Yeah, fuck that though. They didn't, <laughs> no, what? Love, it was the first not time. Even a, not even a Burberry purse, nothing? Like they didn't no. give you anything? I oh, was just happy with the bastards. No, I was just happy with the experience. You know what? I We we were um, fundraising for the trip and everything. And of course we didn't fundraise like we were doing dinners and like eight course dinners and the chef is just, 
he's just amazing. Mark Spellman, his name is Mark Spellman. Um, and the other chef who was an apprentice along with me, he's Mark Olivares. He's now the, uh, he, right now he has a restaurant called Lola Rose um, here on, on the West. And oh, he's, yeah? he's opening another one called Madre Rosa. I love that dude. He's like my brother. Um, so talented. Both of them so talented. I'm so honored that I got to work with them. Um, I was just very happy. It was the first time that I traveled overseas. We did fundraising, but it was not even that much. We were doing dinners and so, but it was obviously not enough. And Mr. Rubin just came up and like, I see you that you guys are practicing a lot, blah, blah, blah. Here's a check. So my my whole thing was just covered. And for me at that point, granted, I was 22, 22, feeling 22. I had to do that. Um, I don't even know where that's from. <laughs> Is that a Katy Perry song? Taylor Swift? You love Taylor Swift. Yes. Is that a Taylor Swift song? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, I was 22. I was <laughs> I was just working and like leaving paycheck to paycheck. So for me, like getting a pay trip to Germany, are you kidding me? It was it was very hard. Granted, I we didn't really have a, a lot of time to like do touristy things or to get to know the place, but for me it was still like wow. And I will, I will always say whenever I'm there competing, I'm like, what do I, did I get myself into it? Why am I doing this to myself? Cause I get very nervous and I get like anxious and my stomach hurts, but I just love it. Like I said, I'm like, I'm a, I'm addicted to cooking competitions. Um, I would, I would continue to, uh, one of the girls from Sugar Rush, she has called me about three times and told me like, I need a partner for this cooking show. And? Come with me. I can't like the the first time she did that, I found out that I was pregnant. So I couldn't do it. Uh, hey, that pregnancy can wait. <laughs> <laughs> the second time I had I was postpartum. So I was like, okay. there's no way. But she when she did the sugar rush, like postpartum, she was like three weeks postpartum. So I'm like, Oh wow. Girl. Tough girl. Yeah. And then the third one, she just she just invited me like three weeks ago, but I can't leave school. Oh my God. You can't do it. It's, Man, it's we got to like find a way around that. I want to see you on Chopped. Let's get you and Leanne. Let's get Leanne. We, you so guys can cool. team up because she's real good. You're very good I with the desserts it. and the baking. She's yeah. really good with like the the meats and the and the what appetizers it. and that kind of thing. Anything that's I like think, in I the think summer, you guys would kick ass. Summer. I have, see, now I have a lot of vacations. I have summer. I have spring break. I have two weeks in October. I have a Christmas break. I have Thanksgiving break. So if anybody wants to <laughs> to go in a competition with me uh, during those days that I have uh, vacations, I would love to. You, I, Leanne would definitely be down. She, oh, she's a competitor. I mean, I told you she used to cage fight. And uh, you know what? What's I'm I'll see how um how it goes because now I have to train at least four of my students, my current students, to go to competitions, and I just I know how to do it. I don't know how to not be so harsh on kids because all my life I dealt with adults and now I'm working with kids and I don't know how to be not that harsh because I'm super harsh on myself when I'm preparing for competitions. Yep. I'm like, but don't you think that's what makes you successful? So why would you not want to be harsh on kids? I, because it can go really good 
or you can get yourself in trouble for being super harsh. You mean with the school? With the parents. Fuck the parents. <laughs> the, par uh, the parents, the pa you know, wimpy parents raise wimpy kids. So the parents need to get smacked a couple times if that's how they think. I have great kids, though. I have very high, like, expectations. I have great kids. Yeah? Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping. But I am, like, I am going to train them just the way I've always trained for competitions. Um, and it's it's tough. It's intense. Um, yeah, I, I'm just going to put them under a clock. I'm going to be, I don't want to say yelling at them, but yelling at them because that's exactly what happens. Uh-huh. Um, just watching a clock take away. Ah, I love it. I need yeah. to go into that rush. Right you now. like the pressure of being, I like the pressure, the pressure of having to perform, you know, but you know what happens when you raise kids and you're never harsh. You get a dumbass kid like this one over here. Look at that. Look at that. You better not have it. <laughs> you better hope your kid never does this shit. Boy turns in bag. He found with $12,000 <laughs> cash inside. I pray my kids aren't this fucking stupid. <laughs> no, you know what? That's that, what happens when you're not harsh on your kids. That they find $12,000. That would have been me. The person that you, lost the $12,000, that would have been me. You would have lost the $12,000? Let me tell well, you a story. Well, don't lose the $12,000. Let me tell you a story about the Olympics. <laughs> okay. The day before. Oh, my God. Here we the go. The day before the Olympics, all, right. all my trip was paid for. My ticket, my everything was paid for. The only money I took with me was my dad gave me some and then I had some personal money and I pulled from the bank $800. And I went to Walmart because they told me, again, mind you, this is, I was 22, first time overseas. They told me, go buy yourself a Visa, like a Visa gift card and put those $800 in that Visa card so you don't use your personal card over there. Um, but you also don't carry the cash, which now that I think about it was so stupid, whatever. I went to Walmart on Mesa. I dropped, the ghetto. I dropped the, the envelope with $800. <gasps> I was freaking out. I, I was leaving the very well, guess next what? day. A smart kid found it because you never got it back. <laughs> I am. Um, I don't. I don't know where it was. <laughs> Finders I was, keepers. I was freaking out. I went to. Um, I'll, I'll return a wallet or a phone or something. Like if I find a wallet and there's an ID in it, I'll figure out who that person is. I'll get it back to them. If I find a bag full of cash and there's no ID, what am I going to go give it to the police? <laughs> the fuck are they going to do with it? Turn it into evidence or turn it into I don't know. Plus, if if they have twelve thousand, <laughs> what do we? Probably drug money, you know? I don't care <laughs> if it's from the church collection box. I don't you give a damn. So... I don't no. give a damn. It's a bag of cash. What am I, what, who am I, what am I going to turn it in for? Well, they turned, I'm they going turn shopping. They turned my $800 in and I was able to get it all back. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's lovely. Happy tears. They turned it into where? The Walmart and then? To the customer service. Oh, it, that's One nice. of the employees found it and turned it in. And they just told me like, so how much money was in the, in the envelope? And I'm like, oh, they're like, conducting an investigation yeah. for so God's sake. Like $800, exactly $800. Eight bills of a hundred because I had just pulled it. I'm going to, I'm traveling tomorrow, yeah. blah, blah. Mind you, I was not this calm. I was crying, bawling. Sure. Um, Oh my God. When I was 22, $800. That was, yeah. that was a ton of money. Mm -hmm. Well, I knew it wasn't a lot of money. 
worth wise, but yeah. it took me a month to make eight hundred dollars when I was twenty two. Not really a month, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I had to work a lot to make eight hundred bucks. Me too. I mean, if I lose eight hundred bucks right now, I'll be upset, but I'm not gonna lose sleep over it. But geez, when I was twenty two, that would have that would have hurt. Yeah. Oh no, they give it back, and I things like this always happen to me. This is. I know you're going to be like, full of shit, but I believe in karma. I do. I think there's something to that, probably. I've lost. And you can't really left, prove it, but. I've gotten back whole purses, my wallet, my iPad, my laptop, my car keys. I'm telling you, outside the kitchens, I'm a mess. Mm. Did I tell you? Recently that I left my kid inside of the car. <laughs> oh, no. oh, no. And the only reason no, why you can my... go to jail for that. No, don't do that. It was, but it was an accident. I didn't do it. Yeah, purpose. but it doesn't matter if somebody reports it. Oof. it was an accident for how long? Well, no, don't say, don't say, don't say for how long it, it was, was just 30 seconds. It was not a hundred degrees. Thank God. It was not because it was already late. Um, but I had to, yeah, the firefighters got to <laughs> Was get he asleep? Him. Oh, you locked the door with the keys inside? Yeah. So it was an accident. It was an accident. I was I was strapping him into his uh, car seat and I was fighting him because he wanted, he was not, he, he was sleepy. He was already sleepy. I made him a bottle. I put the bottle there. <laughs> I was fighting him. He was eating a oh, prune, no. which... Was what freaked me out because like what I was like kid eats prunes. He uh, my kid. You got a weird kid. <laughs> um, actually, he is a super picky eater. He doesn't uh, eat. He just likes prunes. Eat, huh? But he uh, likes prunes. Uh, Fresh ones though, not like. Is it called prune? No, I don't even know what a prune is. I've heard of them. I've no, I know. Hmm. I've heard of prune juice. But anyways, I was scared that he was gonna finish the prune and then eat the pit and. Like, oh no no no! But my keys fell. On the side of the of the car seat, and I didn't realize. I shut the door, and I was like, "Oh, this kid!" And I went. I go all the way to my door, and I was like, "Oh no! Oh my god!" No. And the only reason why my husband couldn't get super mad at me is because it had already happened to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! He had to. How get is a... your kid surviving? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh First no! Parents. <laughs> yeah. Wow, was, oh, that's I was, hilarious. I kept my chill, though. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to call a locksmith. And then ah. they're all like, ma'am, we are forever. 35 minutes away. Oh, you no. need to call 911. And I'm like, no. Well, I'm not and and 911 is free. Well, I don't know. Maybe did they bill you? Did the fire department bill you for showing up? I feel like you could probably call a police officer to unlock the door or just find a brick somewhere and break the window. Yeah. I didn't want to break the be, window, yeah, but if, if I had to, yeah. if I had to, like, that's my kid. I, of course. Yeah. And with all honesty, it was, it was not on purpose. And the other <laughs> funny thing is that we were, we were, out, we were outside this Burlington. Well, the Burlington. Uh, and well, there's a couple, there's one on Yarbrough, I think. Yeah. Uh, and one on like close to Mesa. where I work. Mm -hmm. uh, we went there because I was trying to find the exact bottle that he likes to drink from because he mm. only likes that one. But he, we lost two. So it, whatever. We went in there and there were no bottles. But he was having the time of his life pushing a like a shopping cart. So I was like, you know what, baby? Let's have fun. So we stayed in the store, just put like me, like filming him and like just having fun at the store, pushing a, a shopping cart and just like being funny. And he was like, 
he was just being funny and he was having fun. But he started getting fussy. So I was like, it's time for you to take a nap or it's time to, for us to go home because it's getting very late. And then that happened. Mm. So I was very pissed because I was like, I didn't even buy anything. We were just playing. We were having the time of our lives. And then this happened. <clears throat> but yeah, firefighters got to get there and then. Jeez. I was I was mortified because I was like, I'm the worst mom ever. Ever. Not ever. I mean, you're pretty far down there, but not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad. I I was knocking him because he was sleepy too. So that was the problem. He was oh, sleepy. Yeah. So he was like, I'm like, no, baby, wake up, wake up. Um yeah. I bet I bet that scared the shit out of you. Yeah. When I pull uh, him out, he his head was like sweating and I was oh, yeah, just like, yeah. I then I milled out. Yeah, but see, he's a Mexican kid, so he's tough. If he was a white kid, he'd have died. No, it was like 20 minutes. Well, it's still in a car. Yeah. That's a lot. Long time, yeah. Like, don't do that. Don't yeah. ever do that. Especially don't leave your dogs Oof. or kids. Oh, in yeah. Car. Animals overheat real fast because they don't sweat. Yeah. So they heat up quickly. Don't do dogs that. Dogs just die I quickly, did it out of cars. stupidity and because it was an honest accident. It was yeah. an accident. Yeah, for sure. But for sure. no, and the firefighters were the nicest people ever. And they told me, like, it happens. They've, they've it probably happens. done it too. The oh, firefighters could like, get mad because they Because I was it. like, I'm so sorry, baby. I'm the worst. I'm the worst. And they're like, don't worry. Like, it happens. Thank you for yeah. calling. Like, <laughs> this is exactly what you were supposed to do. Did they break the window or did they have like a lock picking set or how'd they do it? Yeah, they have a lock picking. Man, so. Firefighters do everything, dude. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. I have a cousin who's the a firefighter. People. Like, they, they do everything. And they work out. They're all jacked. You can't be a wimpy firefighter. No. You can't be a wimpy officer, though. You can definitely be a wimpy officer. You can mm -hmm. be a you could be a human marshmallow and be an hmm. officer. Not a firefighter. Not a firefighter. They're yeah. awesome. Yeah. Hot stuff. Yeah. Solid people. For yeah. Sure. Risk takers. Yeah, my so, my cousin works uh twenty four hour shifts. As a firefighter. Mm -hmm. Wow. Like I don't I don't I couldn't understand if she's like twenty four hours and then one twenty four hours of it's rest. A, it's a girl. But, Yes. Whoa, female firefighter. With a baby. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. She's a tough girl. Yes. Yes, she is. We love her. Do you think some jobs are just better suited for men, like firefighters? Like, if you have to go pull somebody out of a car and, and you have to choose between a 250-pound jack dude or a 130-pound woman, she may be very athletic, but who are you going to choose? The men, but what if it's a baby? I would much rather have. If you got to get that baby out of a car that's that's on fire or a burning building or something, you want the bigger, stronger person, regardless of gender, just to rescue the kid. To take care of the kid is is a different story. Exactly. I think I think there's particular roles that that everyone plays. I don't know. I don't know if I made myself clear. Yeah. No, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's my point exactly. Like some like, jobs are just better suited for men. Like I think firefighting is one of those jobs. Not saying that some women cannot be great firefighters, mm -hmm. but if you had to go into a building and it's a building that's on fire and it's filled with smoke and somebody inhaled smoke and passed out and they're a big fuck and they weigh 200 some pounds, the guy who's a large male, a large male firefighter is going to have better success carrying that person who's passed out out of that building than a 120, 130 pound girl. 
Yes, but I think within that situation, there might be another situation within the situation that a, that a woman might be able to deal better. How so? What, like with respect to firefighters, how so? For example, if no um, ambulance is there, if someone's freaking out, I think a woman would be way better at calming someone down. I don't think you're calming anybody down in the middle of a catastrophe. I think if I were the one who had to rescue a person who's freaking out, I'd put them in a choke. They'd pass out. I'd carry them. I'd get them out of there. <laughs> no, no, no. Then, okay, well, you then we could we could calm them. Yeah, I'd knock them the fuck out. I'd be like, the ceiling's about to collapse. You dummy, stop screaming. Get I over think here. They, I think they would still be able to. They <laughs> probably get fired after, but whatever. <laughs> they they're still very very strong. They're still very capable. But I again, I don't think men are really good at that. At calming people down? Just talking. Just talking and like talking sense into people. I yeah, think, I mean, well, what I'm saying is the like car crashes, doors are mangled, the car's on fire, the person hit their head, they're passed out, they're unconscious, and you need somebody to pry that door open and get that person out of there before the car explodes or they die from, from smoke inhalation. I think the bigger and stronger the person is response to that scene, the better. Yes, but. Let's play on that same scenario. There was a passenger that made it out, no scratches. That's freaking the fuck out because their friend, their mom, their whatever, it's their dying. They need someone too. You need somebody to hold them back. But exactly. Yeah. A woman firefighter that's yeah, strong enough and also knows how to what to say and how to react. I don't think because people really listen are to not just, situations. They are not just like we're saying, they do everything, not just... They do a lot. Not just carry and break stuff. Sure, They sure. do a lot. Sure. And they do a lot. I think they... Is it always a rule that they have to go along with the ambulance? No, right? Because a lot of times, firefighters get there first. Well, yeah, I've wondered about that because they always get there first. I'm like, why? I called for medical help, but the firefighters are here. Like, why? Where's the ambulance? Why, why am I dealing with firefighters? Somebody's having a heart attack. I, they did ask me though. They did ask me, do you want to call an ambulance? And I'm like, I think he's fine because they were like looking at him and he, they told me like, he's reacting fine. He's fine. He yeah. was laughing. As soon as he, they, I pull him out, I was crying. And he was like, wow, because of the truck. <laughs> wow. And I'm yeah. like, no, I'm so sorry. So yeah. they said, he looks fine, but do you want an ambulance? And I'm like, no, yeah. because he looks fine. If he right, would, right, right. if he, it if it would have been something very he obvious. He's, yeah, he's just yeah, sweaty. He's I was, hot. It's I, okay. I would have definitely say yes. Yeah. But, oh man, American, their healthcare system. Nope. What do you mean? Do you know how much does it cost for you to call an ambulance? Oh, a lot. A lot. Yeah, there's a meme of a guy jumping out of an ambulance while it's while it's moving. And the meme says... You what know, happens when you find out the cost of the ambulance ride? It's about three it's grand. Jesus. About three grand. Have That's you, always covered by something though. Some insurance always covers it. I don't know. I mean, I don't know some. what your situation <laughs> is, but so well, they, send, they, send you, one, but. they send you a $3,000 bill. You can't afford to pay it. You call them, you tell them I can only afford to pay 10 bucks a month. And they'll go, okay, you'll pay 10 bucks a month for the rest of your life. Done. Doesn't affect your credit. Doesn't affect anything. I know, but I'm I'm super mixing it and I hate to old things. I hate But it. at least when you call an ambulance or you need a doctor in America, you can get one. In other uh, countries, not so much. People talk about healthcare system in Canada, for example. I'm like, well, mm -hmm. first of all, 
there's 40 million people in Canada. That's the population of California. So you cannot right. compare the, you know, the, the healthcare system in Canada to that of America, or they talk about the healthcare system in Europe. I mean, I know firsthand, I've heard so many examples of so many people, friends of mine living in Canada and in Europe will tell you people will die while they're waiting for their oncology appointment before they get cancer treatment. Oh, that's, that's in Mexico. If, if you don't have the money to pay a private one, but I'm going to give you an example. I, I had a great doctor here, great doctor. And I stumbled upon him. He was the only one who wanted to get, uh, actually give me some attention because I was already 27 weeks pregnant because I was, um, I was following with my, um, with my pregnancy in Juarez. Great. He was great. But honestly, in the monthly meetings, all he did was check that the baby has a heartbeat and ask me if I'm okay. And as long as I said I'm okay, then he was fine. Compared to my doctor in Juarez, every every appointment was an ultrasound, was some kind of lab or something happening. Um, they were at least like an hour, just like seeing everything. It was more like, I don't know how to say specialized. You felt more cared for? Yes. More detailed? Yes. And in here, I think it, they don't do it because they rather not deal with you a lot. I don't think so. So they, I don't know. I don't think so. I would say, I would say this. I don't know the specifics of what you went through, but I would say your experience with one doctor versus another is not representative of the healthcare system of a nation. No, you dude, could but, have had a shitty doctor. There are shitty doctors. I, I dealt with one last week. I wanted to slap the son of a bitch. I was in there with, <laughs> oh with my dad. He didn't even want to talk to us. My dad had just gotten out of the ER. He spent three days in the hospital. We go to follow up with, with his specialist mm -hmm. and he walks into the room because I asked to speak with him. There was a nurse practitioner in there and I'm like, listen, man, I just, I know that this is his doctor. And so I want him to come check out my father. Like I, he hasn't dealt with you before. I want to talk to his doctor. Doctor comes in and he's like, well, you guys need to be patient and he'll take care of you. Whatever, whatever the guy's name was, Eric, I don't know. Eric will take care of you. And he just walks out of the room. I'm like, this motherfucker. That's that's every doctor here in the U.S. Uh, no. Yes. No. I know so See, many awesome my, doctors. Like no, my sister. I'm not, I'm not saying that they're rude or anything. I'm saying that it's a very hard to get to the point where you actually see a doctor. Whether, for example, in Mexico, is it going to be expensive because it's private? Maybe, but not as expensive as here. But if I, I don't know. If I break my leg right now, I can I can go to the specific doctor that's going to fix it. In here, I have to get a referral from the primary doctor unless I go to ER. Depending on your plan. If it's a, a PPO or a HMO, whatever they're yeah. called. Mm -hmm. Depending on your plan, yeah. I just feel like they're more But if you go to accessible. the ER, you can show up at the ER with no money, no insurance, no ID. That's they true. won't know who the fuck you are. And that's they will true. treat you for whatever it is that you need. That is true. So I, I, and I, I, I hadn't lived it uh, until my baby. I've been to the ER twice. I'm telling you, where's mom? I love Say her. that again. What happened? Uh, at the ER? I've you, been to the ER twice with my baby. Okay. Something happened to, to the kid. He fell or something. He hurt himself. The first I mean, if you time, don't, if it's a, if you don't want to talk about no, it. No, no, no. The first time it's because um, it was not my friend who takes care of him. It was an accident, but the, she has two big huskies, and one of the huskies, um, his seat cart basically 
flipped over mm. and he was dragged a couple of a couple of um feet. Oh, so shoot. he he got like a friction burns okay. in his feet, and I just wanted oh, to take him baby. to the ER because that's a good idea. Yeah, and then it was an accident. And then people the and their sick... fucking dogs. I I, I I love dogs. I love dogs. <sighs> Americans piss me off with their dog worship, with this mental sickness that we have in this country oh, that that exists dogs. in the form of dog worship. These motherfuckers that leave their babies with their dogs, and the baby oh, gets yeah, mangled. No, yeah. The baby gets their face ripped up, eyes torn out, limbs chewed and eaten. I mean, my sister mm. is a pediatrician. The shit that she's seen in a, in, in in the hospital, that the, the the harm the dogs do to babies on a daily basis in yeah. this country is fucking insane. And these stupid parents, they're like, "Oh, the dog is watching her." What the oh, yeah. fuck do you mean? You left oh, an animal you to see watch this? your kid? It's not a dimple. It's a dog bite. Oh my god! When I was three. It was my fault. I that went, makes me so mad. I went and hugged a, a dog because I love dogs. Yeah. And he he bit like this. So I have here, here, and here. I almost lost my eye. Um, but another dog like got into the fight and whatever. Instead of closing oh the jaw God. even more, he let go like that. So that is very true. I have the uttermost respect for big dogs or small dogs. I don't trust them. I don't. I wouldn't trust any dog with a baby or a toddler. And and what pisses me off is the people who want to defend the dog in this scenario will tell you, oh, yeah, oh no. it was probably a pit bull. I, I don't give a damn. I don't, I don't yeah. care what kind of dog it was. Yeah. Oh, a, a Labrador wouldn't do that. Fuck you and your Labrador. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like this is bullshit. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't. I I don't have a big dog right now. Like, I, don't, I, have <laughs> I just get so mad about that. I interrupted you. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's fine. Um, and the second time I have, I had magnets in my fridge, um, with the letters and numbers and so forth. And we were playing and I was there with him and he was so excited that he took in his excitement, he bit the magnet and he swallowed it. Oh, shoot. And that's very dangerous. Of course. Yeah. And we made him throw up my, my, my husband's a vet. So knows the thing or two we made him throw up but all he was throwing up uh, was the carton part of the of the piece so Oof. my pediatrician from Juarez um who's one of, of my friends he was like uh, just just go to the ER because yeah you, you never know so they had to like get x-ray and nothing showed up he apparently didn't swallow anything but I just needed to make sure, you know? Sure. It better safe than sorry. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, look, it happens. I've never been to the ER, which is surprising considering the amount of dumb things I did as a kid, like mm -hmm. dangerous, dangerous play yeah. with my friends. Just we, we would play on bicycles in ways that bicycles are not intended to be played on or rollerblades. We'd yeah. make ramps and jump off them and the ramp would break. And we'd be like, who can ride the bicycle without holding on to the handlebars? Well, who can do it <laughs> while, who can do it while going downhill? Like we See, would just come up with the I'm dumbest so things. My baby will do something like that. Yeah, he will. So he stupid, will. But yeah, he will. Let's see who can jump off of this height. Who could jump off of that height? And you know, we just kept my... jumping one time until one of my friends broke his ankle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My <laughs> biggest, biggest fear. And it's when people do like uh, flips and they just like. Boys are so dumb. Just like break, break their, necks. their necks and, well, and die. That's... With children, that's far less of a risk. Than, than with adults, just because the body is much more pliable. So trampolines for children are mostly okay. 
trampolines for adults, bad fucking idea. A lot of adults end up paralyzed because of trampolines. Because when your spine folds and you're 35, it's a lot different than when your spine folds and you're eight. And so trampolines, um, a lot of things like uh, like uh, jumping balloons, those kinds of yeah. things for adults, not a great idea. I would never, th- especially if you're unathletic. I see yeah. so many. There's so many funny videos on the internet of of sedentary people. Like you can tell they don't work out. They're overweight, and the kids are playing, and the mom wants to go do whatever it is with the kids, and then she just she she has no motor control. Like she just you know what I mean. She doesn't know how to throw her weight around or control her body. Or, or a fat dad, whatever the case may be. And then they just end up destroying themselves, just wrecking themselves. Like they want to play on a, on a, on a swing or a slide or something. And it's just, it's always catastrophic. And you never, you don't see videos like that. Oh man, my, my Instagram feed is much more interesting than yours. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know what? Because gym fails and all kinds of things. It gives me anxiety. Like my husband loves to see when athletes like break their legs and such. And I'm like, I can't see it because it's like my biggest fear. And I've never, well, I went to the ER in Italy. It's my first and only time. And that's exactly why I ran out and ran off of the hospital in Italy because I thought in my head, this is going to be as bad as the American healthcare system and I'm going to owe my life in Italy. So I'm going to run away. No. uh, It did happen. Sorry, I actually, I didn't, that very like last thing you said, I was trying to look up a video of people getting hurt. You were in Italy? I was in Italy happily driving a Vespa, um, driving through vineyard. Vespa. And you don't you don't ever hear about that in America. What do you mean? I don't even know what it is. Like I've heard Vespa. It's a it's a it's It's, a it's a car. It's a little car. It's a little motorcycle motorcycle that you actually like put your feet on. Oh yeah, yeah. You put your feet in front of you? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a Vespa. Yeah. Um, super happy driving through vineyards and we were in a line and there was a car that wanted to cut like cut all the freaking tourists that were taking that tour uh, but there was another car coming so he pulled back on the lane and he hit my vespa and i ate the floor oh man mm-hmm. in italy by myself and they had to call the ambulance which i said i didn't want to but so the company basically would wash their hands they had to call the ambulance right right um, but they, they, ca- they call it under my name. Ugh. So do you have an outstanding medical bill in Italy? Probably. <laughs> mm-hmm. They call it under my name. And then I was That's like, I, I was telling the paramedics, like, <laughs> I want to leave, but they didn't speak English nor Spanish. And they couldn't understand crap of what I was saying. So uh, once I got up to the hospital, which was like a 45 minute drive, because we took a bus and then we grabbed the best bus. Um, they told me like, you have to wait for the x-ray. Um, cause same thing, like my baby I had like a, a friction burns uh-huh. on my feet and my whole, my jeans were ripped and everything, but my, my shirt was white and it was pristine. Nothing happened. And again, wow. I said, not the face and I lifted my face. Up. <laughs> um, but I told him like, I want to leave. And the only person who speak Spanish, actually not English. Um, she told me. If you want to leave, then leave. As an Italian, like an Italian person saying that to you, I was like, well, I'm going to leave. If you can get down of the, because it was like a, a high, how do you call that? The things where they, the like the rolling beds that they use for. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Rooms. Yeah, yeah. I, why can't I think of it? The cots. 
Well, she was yeah. telling me like, if you get, if you can't get down and if you can walk, then leave. So I got down and I left. I dropped my shoe because I didn't have a shoe. I couldn't put it on because I was, my feet was like super small. Right. And I grabbed my, and I, I just stepped out and I ordered an Uber <laughs> back to Florence. Have you given any thought to opening a restaurant or maybe a bakery? I mean, you had your ice cream business at one point. Yeah, I, I wanted to open a, a physical place of my ice cream shop. Yeah. And? And I got pregnant. <laughs> well, but, yeah, but that was two years ago. How long? When was when did you have your baby? A year and a half ago. Yeah. So what about now? I don't have the money. Mm. And I work in the, now I'm a teacher. So, and I really love my job. So we'll find you a sponsor. We'll find you a silent investor. I had, um, my cousin's friend, he really wanted to do it, but I, I didn't want it to deal with anybody and I wanted to do it on my own, but then I got pregnant and all that. And so I was like, no. Hmm. How expensive is it to start a bakery? Oh, it's very expensive. Like if you were going to open up, well, let's say you were going to open up your ice cream store. No, no, I want, let's say you did a bakery, a bakery and you had, you also sold ice cream in there mm -hmm. and you wanted to set it up the way you want. And I'm just talking the kitchen because the decoration, like for the, for the seating area, yeah. you could go nuts with that. But just the kitchen, all the equipment that you would need to bake and make ice cream the way you want to make it, like roughly how much would that cost? 300. $300,000. Yes, sir. For baking equipment. If you oh want to do God. something very, very simple, that's a hundred K. If it's very simple. Damn. I, I was thinking maybe a hundred K, but 300. What's like, what are the most, the, the really expensive things that you would have mm -hmm. in your kitchen? The ovens and the ice cream machines. The ice cream machines are about 25 K to 50 K. Okay. Now you were making ice cream before, so do you not, do you not have the ice cream machines anymore? Did you sell them or what? I, I have one and it's very small and I would stay okay, up all day. Um, and it's yeah. an Italian one that was about, I think, like $1,500. Mm. So I okay. made my money back super quick. Yeah. But, but it's not, it's not efficient enough for a no, business. Yeah. yeah no, for a big business. Not. Yeah. I get you. I get you. I worked at a gelato shop when I was uh, probably 15, 16. And boy, I ate a lot of ice cream. <laughs> I ate so much. And it was it. good. It was good gelato. This was like 16 years ago, man. But yeah, oh my God, it was so good. Like, yeah. They and you would, every time I would expensive. make, for sure, every time I would make a, a, a flavor, a new batch, there's always about a cup that's left in the machine because you take it all out of the machine, yeah. but then you open it, you pull the thing out, the thing mm -hmm. that, you know, and there's always, and you, you get a spatula and you can it. take a good cup, cup and a half out of the machine. And some days <laughs> I'd eat like five cups of ice cream. It's, it was delicious. <laughs> wow. It was so good. Oy. It was so that's, good. I saw this video of, um, so happy. there's this place, I think it was in Dubai where they do a, a cup like that and they put gelato and then they pour coffee in the, in the center. Ooh. It looks pretty good. So there's a restaurant. I wanted to show you this video. There's a restaurant and uh, they started in, uh, where is it? In Tokyo, where they <laughs> they only hire waiters with dementia. That way the customer doesn't know what the hell they're going to get. So it's, a, it's, a, it's intended to surprise people. Watch this. Aww. Yeah, yeah, watch this. <laughs> I don't know how it's legal restaurant to hire people with dementia. Let's check that orders. out. Yeah, yeah, watch this. Wait, where's the video? It's supposed oh to be a video. God, I love it. Where's the video? 
Huh. Let me see. Let's see if I can. I, I thought I saved so the much. video. What is this? This is just pictures. How? Huh? how it's. Uh, I guess maybe there is no video. Tokyo restaurant only employs waiters with dementia, making orders unpredictable. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. That's quite an idea. I, do people with dementia want to work? What if they just forget they're even supposed to take the food out? They just leave the restaurant or they go fall asleep in the kitchen or something. That could happen. That seems, that seems like it seems really dangerous to have it people with dementia working in a you, restaurant. You know what? I think it's dangerous because why do they have like a, like a, they have panic attacks because they literally can be walking and not knowing where they are, what they're supposed to do, anything, and they can freak out and it's scary for them. It's scary for them being somewhere that they don't recognize. Um, so I don't know how they do it, but it looks so sweet. <laughs> I will be so happy. Just bring me whatever. I think that's super high risk. That's a bunch of lawsuits waiting to happen. <laughs> that would never ha happen in America just because of the lawsuits here. Yeah. That wouldn't go down. Yeah. So, you know, it's got to be what I would imagine is it's people with very early onset dementia, Probably. like, like mostly forgetfulness maybe, but not yeah. full blown. Don't know where the hell you are, you are, or you can't yeah. remember your name, you know, like it's got to be just, just like you asked for, I don't know, some, you know, a modification to your plate and they went and did something completely different or forgot what the hell it was. But I, I still, I'm not into that kind of stuff. Like when I go to a restaurant, <laughs> I want to know what I'm ordering or what I'm getting. I'm not into those restaurants where you go to and they look, <clears throat> excuse me. They're like, oh, it's a secret menu. You never know what the chef is going to cook. They're oh, just, okay. they're just going to surprise you and bring out whatever entree the chef was in, inspired by that day. I'm like, tell that chef I want to have chicken. Like, I, I don't like, really? I, I don't, yeah, I'm not into that oh, at all. Well, I love, I'm not, I'm I not, but I'm not surprises. into surprises. Not surprise I don't like me like surprises. this. Not surprise me like this, but if it's, if it's a chef that I know is good and they have a, a course menu. Have you ever done something <laughs> like that where you show up and it's a special event and like the chef was inspired and all of a sudden he's going to cook an owl for dinner and you're like, whoa, we're eating owl wing. You know, um, or something weird like oh tonight we're cooking cobras at, at helen of troy they gave us a lot of um so it was so uh, just real quick when you say helen of troy that's the epcc campus no on helen, helen of troy? troy helen of troy it's the helen of troy the company they they had they had us because that's us. a place on the west side near yes. like near red road and Artcraft. there's a, a big building it's a company i never knew what they do in there oh it's it's so it's a company they own multiple brands Multiple brands like Reblon, like, uh, can I say them? Yeah. Dr. Scholl's, okay. uh, Brute, um, but like deodorants and such, not champagne. Okay. Um, Hot Tools, which is Helen of Troy Tools, uh, which oh. are like um, straightening things and hot, like um, curling ones and all that. Uh, Vicks, um, they own a lot of brands. Okay. And here in El Paso, it's a lot of the, um, the a lot of the office work gets gets done here. And when I say office work, I mean like accounting and promotion and marketing and a lot of the stuff gets gets done here. And they have a big big warehouse. That's why you can actually go to Helen of Troy and buy like discounted product Oxo brand for kitchens. They have that one. They they own that one too. So. The owner of all of that, it's also the owner for River Oaks. 
you know what three ropes is? I don't. That's why I'm looking at you like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, half of El Paso's, uh, um, it's River Oaks. Oh, like really? all the plazas, all the buildings. Um, okay. It's 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 a lot. Um, but yeah, and and the owner was is. I, I don't know if he lives or not, but he's super, super, super sweet. His entire family, they're Jewish. That's why, why and how I, I learned a lot about cooking for Jewish people. Mm. Super sweet people. Amazing people. Um, always supported us in our competitions and um, our crazy ideas about eight-course dinners and all of that. But they had uh, the cafeteria for the for all employees and then they had an executive kitchen so they had the chef for the for the cafeteria and then they have the chef for the executive kitchen and we were the apprentices for the executive chef for the executive kitchen so a lot of the times it was just like us making fancy fancy super fancy dinners for vip um people mm. which i can't disclose but yeah yeah no worries but like Big money people. Very cool. I, all this time, I drive by Helen of Troy every day, literally, because I live in that area. And I, I never even, I never thought to stop and find out what it is. So what, what happened too is that he he retired. Um, he He's a person who loved ice cream. And he's the reason why I got into ice cream making mm. because he wanted at least four flavors of ice cream available at all, at all times. And, See, then he, and that's the person that you got to tell them, sponsor me, build my business and I'll pay you back. Eventually I'll buy you out eventually. And he's, um, grandkids would go and ask me for ice cream too. So I would give him ice cream. So I, w- I always had ice cream, but he started having health problems. So that like the cardiologist came and said, like, you can't give him ice cream. Even if he asked for, you have to make mm-hmm. some, some flavors that are like sugar free and stuff and stuff and stuff. So I would, I would do that. And I had to make like healthier options. We all had to make healthier options because we were cooking for him. The chef was also kind of like his personal chef because they would cook um, his dinners too, that he would take home as well. Mm. So yeah, it was whatever they had events, like family events, all that we were the chefs as well. So it was like corporate slash personal chefs. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, Hold that thought for just a moment. I got to run in the bathroom. Okay. I drank a lot of water before the podcast. Give me, well, we're on a, a three, four minute break, people. We'll be right back. So you were talking about Helen of Troy and cooking over there and VIP dinners. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. And, and we had the opportunity um, to, for example, I worked with a lot of duck. Remember? I know you hunt for duck and I was telling you like, I, it's my favorite uh, I'm going to get you some this year. I it's plan on duck hunting. my favorite meat. Um, we cooked, we cooked with a duck a lot. Um, sometimes if we had VIPs coming in, the chef was going to be like, okay, I'm going to overnight some, some tuna from Hawaii. And he would do it mm-hmm. because we had literally no budget whatsoever. Truffles, white, dark. Here you go. Cooking for all these rich people. Motherfuckers don't pay. No, because I mean, he was paying. Mm. Not the guests, but he was paying. Have you ever had wild duck? No. Okay. I think you're going to be surprised. It's very, very different. I've eaten duck in a lot of restaurants. And one of my favorite restaurants, probably I'd say my favorite restaurant in Vegas is Mott 32 at the Palazzo. It's a modern Chinese restaurant, and I ordered the Peking duck last mm-hmm. time I went there. So they bring out the whole duck, and it's roasted. 
And like you have to call them 48 hours in advance and reserve one because they yeah. only have X amount per day. And uh, it was delicious. The skin was real crispy. It was really good. But the wild duck, maybe I did a terrible job cooking it, but man, it was hard to eat. It's it's tough meat. It, it wasn't the toughness of the meat. It was the flavor. It was okay. hard to eat. I don't know if I needed to to soak it in something or or pound it or put it in fried or roasted. I don't know, but it was it was hard to eat. Teal was better. So last year was the first time I ever went duck hunting, and the first time I tried wild duck meat. Teal was better. Teal was teal was much much more mild. Oh, so it's like you you're saying because like for example, game they taste very gamey, so it tastes a lot like herbs. Like when I, I say herbs, I mean grass. Mm, no, not really. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to get some again this year and try cooking them in a different way. I'll bring you some. How do you want them? You want them with the skin on? You want me skin to just, on. yeah. I love it. Yeah, that makes it harder. It's better with the skin on, but it makes it harder to clean them because then you have to take the feathers the off. Feathers if you off. just if you just cut down the middle of the breast and mm -hmm. pull out the breast meat, you could just yeah. cut around it with a sharp knife and, and just get the meat yeah. out. Like if you want to deep can, fry I mean, it, you can do that. But. but typically what we used to do, it's smoke it yeah. like but um like a rapid smoke but you do the whole duck the whole breast and then we slice it and we do oh a, so just the breast of, with the skin I, yeah. I could do that yeah i could do that that wouldn't be too tough yeah you might have to pull some of the hair off yourself but i'll, I'll, right. I'll hook you up i got you uh, okay. yeah i think uh season opens up in i don't know november maybe or something dove season opens up on friday i'll be getting some dove i like dove I've meat never i've never I like dove meat. Dove's good. And I, I'd like to do quail this year. But one thing quail I'm absolutely hell-bent on doing this year is killing my Thanksgiving turkey. I was just talking about this with, <laughs> with Cristobal, my last guest. I'm like, bro, if I don't kill my Thanksgiving turkey this year, I'm not eating turkey on Thanksgiving. Like, I'm done. I'm not buying turkeys at the store anymore. I'm done. I, they're just so, too big for me to, like, clean. It's just too much. Like, the feather-wise. Not, uh, not, it's it's probably going to be a good amount of work, but yeah. it is what it is. I'm going to go. I think the limit in Texas per year is four turkeys, I think. So if I can get four, I'm going to get four. And I'm gonna, so you go and hunt like wild? That's what I want to do. I tried last year. I, I didn't find any. You can go to any. a farm, no? What's that? If you go to a farm, you, you, you don't hunt it. You just like buy it alive or what? Yeah. I mean, if you go to like a turkey farm, then yeah, you're not hunting, you're shopping. Yeah. So I, I want to go to the mountains in New Mexico. Like the times I've been to Rio Doso. There's when you drive wild up, turkeys? Oh my God. For real? Oh my God. I've seen huge turkeys in Rio Doso. Yeah. Flocks of them. My aunt used to have this apartment up on the, up on I'm the like, mountain in New Mexico. And I'd go there sometimes and spend the weekend. And I've seen black bear over there. Deer would come up to you and you would feed them. They'd eat out of your hand, like just herds of deer. And flocks of turkeys, tons of them, like lots and lots wow. of them. When I was living in San Antonio, I would work out in New Braunfels. And there's a back road to get to the gym. And on that back road, there's some ranch land. And there was always turkeys running around back there. And they're so dumb. They'll just stand there in the middle of the street and look <laughs> at you. Like turkeys are stupid. Like yeah. tur turkeys will stand there looking at the sky while it's raining and drown to death. Like they're, like they're fucking dumb birds. Okay. <laughs> and I always wanted to kidnap one of them sons of bitches. I always wanted to have like a little shotgun with me, you know, and I was just driving by and I just shoot the turkey and take it. But I figured I'd get reported for poaching and that's not a good idea. So I never did it. But yeah, I know I'm absolutely intent on getting a turkey this year and I want to do it with a bow shotgun hunting turkeys with shotguns. Doesn't seem all that interesting to me. 
So I want to do it with a bow. So I'm about to go deep into archery practice these next Whoa. these next couple of months. Yeah. So and I've heard that wild turkey is going to be way different than store bought turkey as well. Any wild meat is going to have that wild I mean, flavor, and it also depends on where they live and what they eat. Eat what they eat, of course. So mm -hmm. in New Mexico, you've got a lot of um, like I bet if I hunted duck up north it would taste a lot different than down here because it really comes down to what the duck eats, eats probably that or the animal eats probably like that last month before mm -hmm. before you eat it and if down here they're eating a bunch of crap and salt water and dirty rivers and things like that, that that's going to affect the flavor of the meat but if they're living somewhere where i don't even know what ducks eat normally uh but if they're living i know they'll 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 fly into wheat fields and they'll they'll no eat idea. they'll eat whatever's left in the wheat fields, you know, like okay. they'll they'll rip the stems out, and and they'll feed on that. But uh, in the water, I don't know what I think they pick on little fish and things like that. So, so yeah, I'll I'll hook you up with some duck this year yes. for sure. There's a great spot. It's like an hour away, and uh, I went I went uh, last year with a buddy of mine, and we hit limit. So limit is six ducks per day, and we got a oh. we got a we got a bunch of different ones. We had mallards and red ducks, and uh, I think we had one wood duck. No, we didn't have any wood ducks. I want a pintail because I heard that's the best meat is pintail. But no we idea. didn't get any pintails. Just a type of duck. Uh, mallards were not bad. The red duck was was the red duck. I, I threw it away. I could like I felt really bad. I'm like, man, I killed this thing. I gotta eat it. But I was literally trying. Like, I ate a few bites and I was like, motherfucker. I was like, I cannot <laughs> eat this duck. I, I I don't know if I cooked it badly. I, I tried to deep fry it. I didn't do a good job with the batter. That's for sure. But it was hard to eat. Teal, I, teal I went down smoothly. Something. If you don't like something, throw some sugar on it. Like <laughs> yeah. glaze it with or like honey. <laughs> you no, know, like glaze it with like honey and then I get don't some caramelization going on. No, no. no. I think Ooh. sweet food is an abomination. There's a name for sweet food. What do you mean like desserts or sweet? Like there's a name for sweet food and it's called desserts. <laughs> if you serve me food that's sweet and it's saying. not yeah. a dessert, uh, I'm out. I'm out. I don't like glaze. I don't like sweet sauces. Okay. I don't like all this Americanized Chinese food because it's all the same oh, yeah. sweet sauce that they dump on everything. It doesn't matter. Oysters you go, sauce. yeah, you or go the to, you go, well, they just all look the same. It's the same orange sauce. Like you go, like people think PF Chang's oh, is Chinese food. Like, I'm um, like, like, you go the there. Sweet and sour sauce. Yeah, yeah. No, no sweet food. No sweet food. I don't, I don't food. like it. No sweet I don't food. like the sweet and sour sauce because I just think it tastes very sweet. For sure. If I'm going to eat sweet food, I want knefe, I want cheesecake, I want ice cream, I want croissants, I like, I like, no like sweet conscious. food. I love um, whenever I tell my, my students, do you, do you eat pineapple and pizza? Hell no. Okay. Girl. I, I don't <laughs> like it, but I love a pizza with like uh, a jamon serrano and strawberries and arugula and no, 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 balsamic no, no, reduction no, 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 no. and some type of cheese. That's aside from mozzarella, like no, no fruit on pizza. No. I well, know, let me I think. Let it. me think. I mean, figs. I've, I've some fruit, pizza no with, sweet fruits with on, a on. shaved Parmesan figs and balsamic and arugula. Oh, you know what? I just went so good. <laughs> it turns out there's some documentary on Netflix that's called chef's table. <clears throat> um, and they, they basically every, episode it's about a, a really great chef and their their life's work and the restaurant and all that no so they they did a chef's table on pizza and it turns out that this dude that wrote books about pizza and traveled all around the world looking for the best pizza ever he claims that the best pizza it's in phoenix arizona 
Really? Yeah. He said, I tasted from around the world. What's the place called? Do you know? It's called, oh my God, I just went. Um, uh, give me one second. Okay. But we went, um, I took my dad and it was phenomenal. But the best pizza they have, I, I thought about you because it's pistachios and caramelized onions. No, 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 no. No, it's no. so good. You have to try no, it, it, please. Isn't. No, that's a lie. You're making this up. No. There's no way. No, 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 no. The best pizza I've ever had is in Dubai. It's called the Pizza Corner, and I get the Thin Crust Supreme. And not only that, but their garlic cheese bread is phenomenal, and their French fries are so good. And one thing that- French fry had to do with pizza? One thing that this kills like me. Well, that's what I'm saying. In America, it just kills me. You never find a pizza restaurant that has fries. Well, no. What's the deal? It's a, it's common in the Middle East. It's normal. And oh, you cannot get ketchup in a pizza in a pizza place in, in America either. <laughs> my husband's responding because he's watching the live. Biancos, it's Wait, called. He needs to comment. Biancos. Biancos mm -hmm. in Phoenix? Biancos. Okay. And then he has another restaurant besides the pizzeria. Tra Trato, port uh, something like that. But the pizza is so good. It's But the best one, it's full with pizza. When I said Full of pistachios. It's not like they threw a handful. A lot of pistachios. No, it's like it's a pistachio pizza. It's so good with the cheese. The cheese is like salty. Oh my god, it's so good. The 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 masa is so good because he found out. This is what he found out. He found out that um, Arizona was exporting wheat to Italy. Mm. So Italians might be making pizza with Arizona wheat. So he found out about that. So he goes to the to the source and he's buying the wheat and he's milling it himself and he's doing all this amazing work. And it's mm. so good. Uh, if I'm in Phoenix, I'm going to check that out. Did you yeah. see, do you know who Mr. Beast is? No. It's the biggest YouTube channel in the world. The guy has like 200 million subscribers or something. Mm -hmm. It's something crazy. So he did this episode where he tried pizzas all the way from a dollar a slice up to, or a dollar a pizza, up to a $70,000 pizza. And it's a golden pizza. And I pulled it up right here. You can look at the toppings. What is on a $70,000 pizza? The chef then finished the impressive pizza were $4,000 worth of white truffle shavings oh, flown in especially from Italy and $16,000 worth of albino caviar. I don't like caviar. The rarest caviar in the world. And of course, more gold, gold leaf and some smoked sea salt. I thought it would be gross, Mr. B said. So to me, that's uh, that, and it looks ridiculous. Yeah. But I didn't know that it was edible gold. Is it actual gold? Yeah. Like, is it's it, gold leaf. So what is gold leaf? Um, is it, said, is it, is it extracted from actual gold? Yes. So you can eat gold. Gold yeah. is a metal. Isn't it supposed to, I figured that would mess people up. I have no idea, but it's, it is edible. I've used it a lot. Imagine, imagine somebody eating gold. Like, why would you eat gold? It doesn't taste like anything. It's so thin. It's so paper thin. It's just for the looks. And, and the crunch is probably very crunchy. No. Really? Not, it's. It's oh like yeah, the, gold is not crunchy. It's, it's kind of malleable, thinnest, actually. It's the thinnest. Like it literally, if you touch it like this, it like gets molded into your hand. It's so thin, huh? It's super, super thin. You have to grab it with tweezers, and you actually ha need to have some practice with it because 
it's expensive. Like a little booklet like this with probably like 20 sheets, it's about like $60. Yeah. And we used to, at, at Helen of Choice, That's not at that bad. But then like, why is this pizza $70,000? Well, $4,000 white truffle shave. I think truffles. Truffles are expensive. Caviar like is stupid expensive and it, it tastes. Do you like caviar? I've never had it. No? No. Do you like raw seafood? Mm, I eat sushi every now and then I'll, I'll go, okay. I'll crush like oysters? 10 rolls. No, I never had oysters. I don't, I don't eat anything that's slimy. See, I, I don't like raw oysters, the Mexican way, which is just lime juice and some hot sauce. Cause I think it tastes like, like a booger. <laughs> so, well, not that I eat my boogers, but you know, like the, the sensation is like when you're sick and everything's like stuck in here and you have to swallow that. That's uh -huh. exactly how swallowing a, a, an oyster feels. I like them with a mignonette, which is, it's kind of, it's kind of like, um, it's, just like rice vinegar, sugar, uh, some melon or um, serrano peppers. I, I like it like that. I can eat it like that. I, I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I don't eat things that I don't enjoy. And there's very little things like raw oysters, just like with lime juice. And I, I just don't get it. They're just slimy. But it tastes just like very salty, fishy. And I think caviar, every single caviar, it doesn't matter. Like, because I've tried... It had enough Troy, very expensive caviars. I just don't, the texture for me, it's like, it's, I don't Do like they it. pop in your mouth? I imagine when you bite it, because it's a fish egg, right? So you bite it, it probably pops. So you're not supposed to bite it. Oh, so how do you, I mean, you just, like when, because like they serve them sometimes as little hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. They put them on a cracker or some kind yeah. of thing. And how do you, how are you not supposed to bite it? That's weird. I mean, you're not supposed to go like. I don't just, see some food see, just when there's rules on how to eat something, mm -hmm. I don't want it. On on Valentine's Day this year, we went to uh, what's this called? Uh, it's on the fountains. Um Hawaiian place. Oh my god, I lived in Hawaii for a couple of years. You lived in Hawaii? I lived in Hawaii for oh. five months. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Tell me about that in a bit. Okay. Uh but What's the Kona Kona Grill? Oh, okay. We went on Valentine's Day because we were being fancy, and I get there and the menu says sushi roll plus glass of champagne for nineteen ninety nine. So I was like, hey, that's a good deal, right? Because typically a roll it's going to be more than ten dollars, and then the glass of the champagne, even if it's cheap, they're going to sell it to you for ten dollars. So it's like, All right? Okay, let's go for it. They come out with. A single piece of sushi. Oh man! With caviar on top, and the glass of champagne, which was more like a sparkling prosecco, but whatever. It was not champagne. <laughs> I was so mad. I I was gonna turn into a, but I'm I'm thinking in my head like, you've been in the kitchen. It's Valentine's Day. They're gonna have their ass handed at the kitchen. Don't be a jerk. But at the same time, I'm so mad because I'm going to pay 20 bucks for something for literally a single piece of sushi. I was so mad and I don't like caviar. So I was, I told my husband like, eat it because I'm not, I was mad, but I also didn't want to ruin my own Valentine's day. So, but I was so mad. I just wanted to get out of my <laughs> system. I was so mad because I wanted to, I wanted to tell the, the, the waiter like, Read this and tell me what you understand. That's not a roll. Yeah. That is not a roll. That's yeah. a single piece. 
please write down piece of sushi with caviar, <laughs> not a roll, because I'm here all freaking hungry uh, seeing that. Yeah. And I was just so mad. You're angry right now. Just thinking about it. Yeah. Like you're reliving it right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like that. Sorry. Oh, that's funny. No, that's okay. I'm like that. When I think about job applications, I get angry. Job applications? Yeah. Yeah. Or like interviewing. Oh my God. I hate interviewing for jobs. So, cause I went through so many interviews years ago. Like, Oh, it was, I have, <laughs> I have horror stories about, applying and interviewing yeah. so if i was ever acting and i had to get really angry for a scene i would just think back to some of the interviews that i did and some <laughs> of the hiring managers who are total because those questions they were asking with. you or uh, uh, questions processes attitudes a lot of oh. uh, managers that i interviewed with especially with medical device companies for whatever reason are just very pompous very arrogant they look at you like Oh, you want to work here? Like, you know, who the hell are you? Like, yeah. you think you're worthy of this job? You know, they just look at you. Oh, okay. They look at you they, like, like you're, I don't know, like, like you're not worthy. And uh, I went through the gauntlet. But anyway, so where in Hawaii did you live? Um, Oahu, uh, the where Waikiki is at, that uh-huh. island. Um, so I got married again. It's, this is this is another story. Uh, my two weddings have been express weddings because I was with my now husband and we talked about getting married, but we didn't want to rush anything. We were like, eh, sure. Um, we had been to Hawaii the previous year, just a week vacation because we had military friends living up there or down there. Um and we loved it. And they told us, like, come and spend some time over here, blah, blah, blah. And we were like, you know what? Like, let's let's think about it. And we talked about getting married. And um, uh, he's a Mexican. So I was like, um, let's fix your paper so you can work here and live here and everything. Um, and when you start the process, there's a lapse of time in which you can't cross back to Mexico. Right. So would you rather be in Hawaii? Or in El Paso. Ah. And he was like, well, <laughs> are you crazy? Like, let's let's go. Yeah. So in our heads, we were going to go over there and then elope in like a beautiful beach and everything was going to be so perfect. Hawaii is probably a good, a good place to elope in. Yeah. And we, we never wanted like a, the big pretentious wedding and all that. We have, our family is super big, so it was going to be too expensive. We don't rather buy a house sure. um so we planned that and then a week before no like two weeks before leaving um our lawyer goes like uh you you need to get married before you go and we're like i don't have a ring i don't have anything and we're like what do you mean and she goes it's because when people get married in hawaii or in vegas since there's no waiting time to get the marriage license they deem it as suspicious and I know you're not trying to do anything wrong because you guys actually are going to get married and you love mm-hmm. each other. But the process is deemed as suspicious. In Hawaii? There's no waiting time for the marriage like, because a lot of people go and get married over there. So oh, I didn't they know don't. that. I knew that about Vegas. I didn't know that about yeah. Hawaii. Me neither. So we were like, what do you mean? I don't have a, I don't have a ring. I don't have like anything. And we were leaving in two weeks. And she's like, well, <laughs> if you guys want me to Step work on up. Yeah, if you guys want me to work on this, then um, and we're super friends with with my lawyer. I love her; she's amazing. Um, like, well, 
do whatever you have to do. So we had to get the marriage license here. There's a three-day waiting period here in El Paso. Um, when we applied, I had no ring. And then uh, we he basically had to give me a ring within like a week. Um, so he gave me a ring on Friday. And then we got married on Monday. And then we left a week after. Um, yeah, it was my, I mean, my family was like, what the hell? But at the same time, I'm like, sorry, this is the way I'm going to do things. And that's it. <laughs> but we left for five months while he's, um, well, his papers were, and I, I started working in a pizzeria over there just for the funds of it. And because everything's so expensive over there. I heard. Yeah. I mean, we were super lucky because we were living with our friends, uh, who him is a, a military guy. So we were not paying anything but our food and our fun but i mean it's hawaii so honestly like you could you would pay for gas because we were using their car as well you would pay a lot for gas but we would just hop in the car and then just looking at the mountains going to the beach every day that'd be cool i uh, definitely would love to visit hawaii sometime hopefully no volcanoes erupt while i'm there <laughs> Oh, yeah, I know. It's it's a it's a rough place to live. Just just as far as natural disasters go, they always have volcanoes and crazy things happening. Right yeah. now with the wildfires, I know. it's I think what they said like Maui got destroyed completely, or it's, a big portion of it, the, like eleven thousand houses or something. It has been the deadliest um, disaster in Oof, the Islands. That's rough. Yeah, but it's, it's a beautiful place. It's I, I mean, so beautiful. Been, I I can't deal with. Uh, I'm not a, a beach person just because I, I don't like a lot of humidity. I went to, um, coming back from Europe with, with my husband's family, I went to a bachelor um, trip with my, one of my best friends to Puerto Vallarta in the South of Mexico. Mm -hmm. I was dying. I not kidding you. Two days. I was just like in a bad mood. It's hard to breathe in humidity. It's, it's bad. I, I was just like, I don't want to be here. Why am I here? I'm like, I'm having fun with my friends, but I need to leave here. I thought Hawaii was going to be like that. It's nothing like that. It, there's always a breeze. It's really? not humid like that. Um, it's the, the nights are actually a little bit like fresh and you, you don't die of heat. Like uh -huh. you don't feel like you're going to get a stroke and you don't feel sticky, sticky, even though it's very humid, obviously it's beautiful. I'd like to go spend a few months there and learn how to spearfish, get really good at swimming oh. and hold my breath for like five minutes and just go down there and look for fish and oh, snorkeling over there. Maybe eat some coconuts. coconuts. They, have, they have coconuts there. Yeah. Some, or mangoes. Have, what do they have? They have everything. They have a bananas. Pineapples is what they have the most. They have uh, macadamia nuts. They have coffee. They have chocolate. I mean, mm. cacao. Um, they have coconuts, papaya. Um, I do love chocolate. It's the only. The flight there is forever, though. The flight to Hawaii, son of a bitch. What's with the flight patterns? I, it's This is the same to go to New York. From here, it's the same. Really? Yeah. Five hours. I need to get my own plane. Did you see? I think it's South Korea. Let's check this out. They're, I just wanted to say that Hawaii is the only state in the United States that actually um, grows cacao because it needs to grow close to the Ecuador. Oh, is that right? Mm -hmm. The Ec Ecuador is a country. The equator is what, e what, what e you're talking. <laughs> 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 you understood. Yeah. So uh, check this out. I think um, I saw this. Well, I saw this earlier. Wait their passengers. Yeah, they're weighing their I'm passengers before they fly, which is hilarious. Korean Air will now officially start weighing passengers before their flights. 
The airline stated that weighing passengers along with their carry-on is crucial for safety operations. In fact, other airlines airlines in New Zealand have previously done the same thing. They wow. got <laughs> to weigh you before you fly. I like that. I like that. I mean, that's going to that's going to destroy sense, travel but... in America though. That would never happen <laughs> in America because nobody's going to fly anymore. If right. overweight people in America couldn't travel, but I don't think planes I don't would think just be empty. I'd be the only one on the plane. I don't think it works like that. I don't think it, it would be like you're overweight, you can't fly. I think it goes like this is a maximum capacity of weight this plane can mm, carry. Like an elevator. So yes. So whenever we hit um like, well, sorry. And but I do think that it would be fa just fair to knock out the heaviest person first. Not because I'm trying to be mean, but you know what I'm saying? Like Two people. <laughs> I'm so, just so if the plane is at capacity, the heaviest person has to find another flight. Yeah, or wait for another one. Sure. Yeah, or purchase an extra ticket. You got to pay for two seats. Mm -hmm. So then you, you. So then, like, if the weight capacity is let's say 250 pounds per seat, and you weigh, you know, 320 oh, pounds, and you buy and you buy two seats, then you actually have purchased 500 pounds of capacity. And then another whatever That's transfer, you know, there's another 150 pounds left over. I don't know. Just messed up all the math, but but you know what I'm saying? Because that's the reason why they, they weigh your luggage and what they charge I, you I don't think so. I think that's a way to make more money. The plane so. planes can hold a lot of luggage. You can put a bus in the bottom but of the imagine, cargo bay and the, the plane would fly. But you think? Oh, yeah, I, I, for sure. But imagine not having limits and everybody would just like, here's my... 90 pounds. Yeah, just start packing a bunch of stupid shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They put their grandma in there. They yeah. put their kids in there. They put their dogs in there. I see people at the airports with dogs all the time. I'm like, oh, <laughs> what are you doing? They're always just, from Cali. They're always from Cali. They got I a dog like and a yoga mat and a bottle of water. Underneath, yeah. though. If, if you don't take the dog with you in the cabin, the hell are you doing? Like, do you know how loud it gets? And Oh, how... they put the dogs in the cargo bay? Yes. Seriously? Yes, that's why, and they can die. I mean, it's of course, loud. yeah. I it's, don't, I didn't, I didn't think they did that. And yeah, also, bags move around if yeah. there's turbulence. And, well, I'm pretty sure that they'll put harnesses or whatever. Yeah, maybe so they have eat, like, so yeah, it maybe move around. But it, it, I think it's still very cruel to do that. Ooh, to a dog. that that sounds rough. That sounds very. If rough. you have them in the cabin with you, then that's different. But dogs that are very but big if you have can't a, do that. Right. That's what I'm thinking. If you have a big ass dog and you're, you're yeah, you have to travel and you have to take the dog with you, what do you do? Like what if you're flying overseas? Yeah. You go, you go by boat. You have to get a boat ticket. So you can have a room on a boat for you, for you and your dog. I guess. Fine by me. I don't give a fuck. It's your dog. Get a boat and go on a my ship. My friend from Hawaii, like Titanic, well, that shit. My friend from Hawaii, she's from here, but the one that we were living um, with in Hawaii, she, she always travels with with the dogs but she takes them in the cabin but she's crazy because she always travels like right now she she flew back now they're um stationed in charlotte 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 north carolina okay and but she took back like two cats one dog and the toddler and it's like wow well not a toddler she's five years old but yeah i do i don't have dogs do you i have a pomeranian you ever travel with it no, we we actually got her when we left to Hawaii and we said, well, let's bring her because it's a couple of months. But in order for you to bring a pet into Hawaii, they have to stay, they have to pass tests and quarantines. And then once they get to Hawaii, they stay in quarantine. Man, Hawaii is strict. 
It's a, yeah, they have to. It's an island. They have to. Yeah, but there's all these rules about bringing a pet there. You know, th their number one destination is Las Vegas. Like more more planes fly to Vegas from Hawaii than anywhere else. Really? Yeah. And Hawaii has Hawaii is like the Cancun for the for the Asian people. Really? Yeah. Everybody is there, and it's for Chinese, Thai, uh, Vietnamese, oh, wow. Japanese, but like uh, all the tourists. Like I'm not even joking. There's more because it's closer. Closer to China? Yes. Huh. I need to brush up on my geography. I have no idea. Yeah. So it's like Hawaii and then Asia is like right here. Really? But it's because. See what I'm saying? It's really far. That's my point. That's what I said earlier. Hawaii is really far. It, it is far. It is so far that it's just as close to Asia <laughs> than to <laughs> us. Yeah, I guess so. Mm -hmm. uh, well, <clears throat> I hope you open a bakery. In El Paso, I will be buying 100 croissants a week from you. I will be really, really fat mm -hmm. because uh, I, I, I know you would make some bomb croissants. So I have to go to my friends too. I, I would love to. Yeah, open tell a me place, about it. Send me the information on that. What is it? She's called Pastry Pimp. She does farmer's market. She's the <laughs> one she, Pimp. she just started. She just started teaching any PCC too. Okay. She does amazing. She's the one who used to do a mud velcro. Mm. So she has a secret. Mm. She's super good. There's a, a ton it's of hard. butter that goes into making croissants. Oh, I've yeah. seen how people make it. It's like you oh, roll yeah. out the dough, you put a bunch of butter, you roll it out, you put a bunch of butter, you roll it out, mm -hmm. and over and over. And that's what makes it, it super flaky. You fold it and create um, thousand layers of yes. dough, butter, dough, butter, dough, and that's what makes them like puff in the end. Yeah. yeah. And it's a it's a messy thing to eat when you bite into a croissant. There's always little yes. flakes breaking layers. everywhere. So you got to like eat it in the backyard or something. <laughs> yeah, it's well, a messy food. It'll take a lot. It'll, it'll take a lot for me to open a place. Um, I'm just going to dedicate myself to like a, a good couple of years to teaching and just teaching. Cause it's, it is a hard thing to do. I love it. I absolutely love it and adore it. Yeah. And I love my kids and I love the profession, but it takes, it takes a lot. And yeah. I, I also have a kid. So opening a place would be having a third kid. I have my, my own kid. And then I have my babies from school I can't handle another baby like a place, but definitely I want to save up and maybe once I retire in a long, long time. No, no, it's going to be sooner. Years. Look, you, you, you can, you can, you market the, the bakery as you being, having won an Olympic gold medal and won a show on Netflix you want sugar rush and then you just get on another show and just keep doing shows. That's it. You get the bakery, get your students that you're training now, the really good ones. They run the bakery. You just oversee it. And then you just travel and compete on chopped and iron chef. And I don't know what, what all the cooking shows are nowadays. And you just do that. The life. The and dream. that'll be, and you just like hang all your awards from all these competitions on the wall in your <laughs> restaurant. So when people come in, they're like, Oh my God, look, this girl from El Paso. And she's done all this stuff. I would love to. EP pride. Yeah. <laughs> Well, cool. Um, anything else before we wrap up? It's getting late. I know. Let's get out of here. I know I you have a baby a to get to. Yes. And you have work. I do. So. Oh, yes, I do. You keep saying you talk a lot, but that's the point of a podcast for people to talk. I my my struggle too. is with guests who come on and they don't talk. Those are no, those I, are the difficult ones. Please have me. Any, anytime <laughs> that someone cancels or anytime that you don't have someone to bring on, please have me. I for love sure. I'll and let I you know. Podcasts. I enjoy talking to you. I cook listening to podcasts i drive listening to podcasts so yeah all in spanish but ah, and i'll I mainly comedians mine. 
Yeah. Do you listen to Span- comedy in Spanish? Yeah. Yeah. That's what Com- I consume the most. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Comedy in Arabic doesn't work. I've, no. I've tried to listen to stand-up comedy in Arabic. I'm like, that ah, sucks. No, nah, no, nah, it doesn't work. I, I, like Amer- I like American humor too, but it's very like, there's very few people that I actually like. like. Same. Who are some of the ones you like? Um, Filipino. <laughs> the Filipino guy. Uh, the Filipino guy. Uh, hold on. Joe Koy. Okay, I've heard a lot I about him. I love him. I've never seen him, but I've heard a lot about him. You know what? It's because, well... I, I I need to stop talking, but there's a lot of similarities between Filipinos and Mexicans, like a lot. Yeah. So yeah, on the way our culture is and all the way we talk and our humor, it's very like similar. Mm. So I, I adore him. Shokoi is amazing. That's cool. That's cool. I like uh, the, the, the two that originally got me into comedy. There's more that I listen to now, but back then were George Carlin and Cat Williams. Yeah. I was really into them too, but uh, yeah. I look forward to starting to go back to the comedy club here. There's some, uh, they, they bring in some good talent every Please now and then. Please tell me if you go, because I'll definitely go and check, check it I'll out. I'll let you know when there's a yeah. guest that, that when it. there's I a comedian I'm interested in. For I sure. love laughing. Yeah. Well, who doesn't? But some of them don't make you laugh. Oh my God. There was a guy one time. It was so bad. I felt bad because I took my brother. He, my brother had just turned 18. It was his first comedy show. And I took him there. And this comedian was beyond terrible. Like it was, it was so quiet in there. You could hear a rat piss on cotton. Uh. It was just dead drop silent. He was doing impressions the entire time and they all sounded the same. And I'm like, bro, you suck at impressions. Like, don't you have any jokes? You're just going to yeah. sit there and pretend to be somebody. And he's like, no, really? And any requests? And everybody's just quiet. They're looking at him. They're like, bro, they all sound the same. He's like, Our no, no, really? And request, Yeah, no. request is please get off the stage. I'll get up there and do a better job than you. Like, come on, man. So yeah, <laughs> for sure. Well, thanks a lot for coming in. Always a Thank pleasure. You. Good to see you again. And uh, good night, everybody. Bye. <laughs>